San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. We're at Texas Cheer Liquor number three, which is 90 and Montgomery. We're here till 7 o'clock. Come out and see us here. There's a lot of good stuff here to look at and to buy and then drink. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. And every time we're out at a Texas Cheer Liquor, but it's like, do they actually have Blanton's there? Yes. And to my left, how many do I see? One, three bottles, two, four? I think. Four bottles? Or you're saying three? Yeah, there's three. Are you speaking for one now? I, I could be, yeah. Uh, I mean, but I think there is only three over there, right? Yeah, there's only three. There's yeah, something she, else behind she's there. She's hiding one. Well. She's hiding two. Thank you. She might be hiding you three or that. four, if you know what I mean. But I, I, I tell you what, uh, come out and see us here. We're going to have some free samples uh, now until 7 o'clock. Uh, I don't know if it'll be Blanton's or not. They haven't told us yet. They haven't pulled out what's going to be sampled uh, throughout the day. But if you're thirsty, this is a good place to go. And anytime there's free samples, look at that. Uh-oh. I, I, would not, I, would, I, I don't know if this is a joke or not. Um, but she brings out a bottle of Knob Creek and just sets it on the table right in front of you, Ryan Engle. See, when we were in Los Angeles, uh, when, 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 yeah, we can't do that on the air, yeah. especially on camera. You see what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and Ryan Eagle, and Ryan Eagle alone killed two bottles of Knob Creek in Los Angeles. No, 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 no. Week. <clears throat> I had help from Rudy J. Yes, you did. And Michael Jimenez. Michael Jimenez <clears throat> might have gotten a part, uh, might have uh, maybe a participation ribbon, but he, he really didn't get to the medal stand as far as his help there. He, he didn't really contribute a whole lot. Well, Rudy J. and I were just, you know, we were having nice conversations, and it just kind of goes down really nice. And uh, they've got free samples, and if you come out here and, and check it out, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But, yeah, it was a fun trip last week. And, the, you know, we're still talking about it. It's Thursday. There's still a lot of good memories to talk about, and, and we had a good time. Yeah, we are. In fact, I heard Jimenez talking about it earlier today, how, you know, he took a couple of nights off <laughs> while we were out there. And Pledge called him out. There's a difference between taking a night off and checking out earlier than everybody else. Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. I, well, Jimenez is a cheap drunk. Yeah, he's a, he he'd is. He'd be a cheap date. He is. I, I mean, everybody else is getting started, and he's already at the finish line. Yeah, that guy, he would, uh, he'd would he be like 9 o'clock at night, and just kind of his eyes were heavy, and he's like, oh, <laughs> oh, was, oh was tired, I mean, that's how he sounded. It was it was awful. He really is. Uh, he's not a guy. If, if you're going to go out with Jimenez, just be prepared to be by yourself from about 9 o'clock to the rest of the night because he's done. And be prepared to carry at the end. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I, you know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things. All right, so get out here. Texas Tier Liquor number three. Now, they're going to have a big announcement sometime before the end of the show. Oh, good. We, we will tell you what that is. Sometime before the end of the show. But while we are here, they, they just texted, we're uh, tasting the uh, their own barrel pick of Knob Creek Rye. Okay. And a model will be here to sample Coco Sky Coconut Cream Liqueur. All right. Well, this guy just tried it. How is it? 
Uh, yeah, it's good? It's, yeah. That's uh, the Knob Creek stuff. Well, well that's it. I mean, that, right. the, the reality is it's free samples. And and, and, and and it's stuff that you want anyway. He's probably coming to get a bottle at Knob Creek and is like, oh, yeah, let's see. And, you know, the other thing that they do have here is when we were in L.A. at the Dick of Jaws cigar right, party as right. part of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Something that we had never seen before. It was Crown Royal 18, and Did it had some fancy name. That was the best Crown Royal I've ever had. Well, I tell you what, and it didn't. It doesn't taste like Crown Royal. Not at all. Yeah, you know, I'm not a big Crown Royal fan because I think it's too sweet. A lot of people like it. I get that, but I mean, sure. it, it's too sweet for me. This was not sweet. It was just smooth, and it's 18 years old. That's hence the Crown Royal 18. It's been aged. So I, I know over here on the shelf around to the left, they've got Crown Royal nine. Which oh, is eight okay. Nine. So right. if you if you know how good that is, this is twice as uh, uh, two times better. I mean, well, just buy the nine and let it sit for nine years. You'll be in great shape. When was the last time you bought anything <laughs> and let it sit for nine years? I didn't. I, I mean, could you actually, if you were to buy that and put that in your liquor cabinet? And somehow I don't know if it ages the same in the bottle as it does the barrel. Probably I'm, not. I'm just going to guess not. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you could. But I know you too well. It wouldn't last. Kind of like you thought buying one bottle of Knob Creek on a Sunday night in Los Angeles would get you through the week, and you had to get another one on Wednesday night. It wasn't a Sunday night, by the way. It was a win- it was a Monday night. No, no, we we, we went grocery shopping on Sunday. We, we bought we, so you we, can we, buy. We we flew in on Sunday. That's right. It was. We a went Sunday to that night. crappy wing place. Uh, and then went to Ralph's, which Wing is the, the name Empire. of the, the grocery store. Wing Empire was the name of that place. Well, I and, thought uh, it was Crappy Wings and More. Well, <laughs> they need to change Actually, it. Actually, Wings I didn't and More is pretty it, good. I, I didn't think it was that bad. Well, I, I, I mean. Now, Rob's the only guy that, that, that had a really horrible meal. It was yeah. dog food on a on some French fries. <laughs> but that was just Rob ordering. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, we all looked at him when he decided he wanted pulled pork on fries that that was a bad decision. And then when he got it, it looked like something that you would open up the hand to your feed to your dog, you just dump it over. Alpo on french fries. Yeah, pretty that's, much. Yeah, that's and pretty much that, what, it that's what it was. It wasn't that the wings were bad. They just weren't great. And if no. you're calling yourself the wing empire, I expect royal quality wings. And they, they weren't. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. Although they were pretty good because we were all pretty hungry that night. So they went down. I didn't see anybody leave any on their plate. Oh, that's true. So we ate them all. and they, So it was it was adequate. But, yeah, you're right. It was a Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we had to celebrate. And we were all a little scared anyway because of the gunshots we heard <laughs> yeah so well we were staying in south central it was good literally though. it was good uh we we were greg shelton's looking at us weird because apparently he doesn't listen every day um <laughs> that we, disappoints me we got greg. to our airbnb in south central literally a block away from the usc campus we weren't in that house 30 minutes before we heard pack, pack, pack. yep and it was clear as bell gunshots and what was scary is it didn't it wasn't followed up with sirens. No. Just a Sunday afternoon in Los Angeles. So that's when I closed the shades and I said, look, if they're going to shoot, at least I want them to guess where I'm at. I don't want them looking in the window knowing where I'm at. So. And there's no doubt that the guy across the street was thrilled that you closed the shades because that guy was dealing. He was. I, there, there was constantly a lot of people, like everything you see in the movies, right. what, what a drug dealer is, 
was him. People are driving up. He walks out, leans into the car for a few minutes, and then walks away. And then a little while later, there's somebody else. I mean, there was it was constant traffic at his house. There was, and it, it just weird all the way around because of all the cars that were parked on the street. It was tough to get up and down the streets, but uh, it was a great experience. And we're still talking about it. You know, almost uh, what a, a week later, two weeks later, and uh, so it was a great trip and a lot of fun. And we made news, and that was fun. And Life is good, Jason. I mean, you know. Super Bowls are always fun. Always fun. Always fun. And we want to thank Texas Cheer Liquor for being one of the many sponsors we had for Super Bowl. Always fun coming out here. And, again, come see us here, Highway 90 in Montgomery. We got free samples. You got photos with Ryan Eagle. You can meet (laughs) Greg Shelton. There's all kinds of great things to do out here at Texas Cheer Liquor. Number three, and that's important if you're going into the Google Maps on how to get out here to Highway 90, because even with Google Maps, some of you might actually get lost. Some of us did get lost today, yes, heading over here, because when you turn on Montgomery Road, you're supposed to turn around, right? Just do the turnaround. Well, me, I just went straight down Montgomery Road, and I'm driving, and and I see nothing but little farmhouses. And I'm like, wait a minute. This can't be right. There's no way. Never mind. She's telling you rerouting, rerouting. Well, I wasn't wasn't, around. Rerouting. You'll now get there next Tuesday. Well, I got a I got a phone call, and so I I think that's what happened. Oh, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, and then so I called you, and you said no, that's not right. So I finally I finally got here. Turn around. Yeah. Uh, coming up on the show today, we've got a lot to talk about we here do, on the Blitz. Yesterday, the bombshell story involving the Dallas Cowboys, a $2.4 million settlement because their former PR guy, Rich Dalrymple, apparently, or admittedly, walked into a, a, a room, the Cowboy cheerleader locker room, while cheerleaders were in there changing their clothes. Cowboys settled that lawsuit, $2.4 million. The ESPN reporter that broke the story, Don Vanetta, will join us coming up at 5 o'clock. And it's not that we're going to talk to him about the story. We've all read it by now. You've all heard about it right now. I want to know why now, how after seven years, did this story fall in your lap? And two, this is the tip of the iceberg. What more can we expect? What did you learn while working on this story that's going to lead to more stories down the road? Well, you know, that's kind of a double-edged sword because part of me wants to say, well, I hope that there is something else coming out. And then part of me says I don't because, look, these kind of things just kind of put a damper on everything, right? It's not right. It, it, It shouldn't be done. But this was seven years ago. Now, I don't know if... Something else, you know, happened between then and now that that's going to come out. Whether that's Dalrymple or somebody with the Jones family or somebody else within the organization, um, but you saw how it kind of spiraled out of control with Dan Snyder there in Washington. So, um, and, and it's just a, it's just an ugly stain, obviously. So, part of me hopes that that's not the case. But if that is not the case, Jason, then I don't get why this story comes out now. Well, it's it's because they're it's the Cowboys. It's Cowboy Cheerleaders, it's a cell phone and an old dude, and $2.4 million. Well, we got accused of being uh, Rich Dalrymple's PR department yesterday. Yeah, I mean, look. In jest, in jest. I, I, I know, and, and look, when you first read it, you go, Ben, dude is a total perv. What the right, hell is wrong right, with him? Right, right, right. But, and the Cowboys could easily 
help protect Rich Dalrymple unless there was enough there for them to say, you know what, here's 2.4, here's your non-disclosure agreement, uh, we got to go. Because they've got the timestamp of when the key card was used, and they've got video in the hallway when he left the, the, the cheerleader's locker room. If, as Rich Dalrymple says, when he went in there looking for a bathroom, because, you know, there's hard, they're hard to find at Jerry World, uh, that, he, that he goes in there and immediately leaves when he realizes there were cheerleaders in there changing, then that could easily be proven. If he was, which, which would take all of about 12 seconds. You walk into a ladies' room by mistake, or I've walked into men's rooms and ladies happen to be using it because <laughs> the line in the, in the men, and you get out of there in a hurry, right? Um, I, I mean, that's happened. So if Rich Dalrymple is being 100% honest that he used the key card to go into a door knowing that the guard isn't at that door, the guard's at the other door, and walked in there, realized there was naked cheerleaders in there, and immediately turned and left, then I think that could be easily proven by the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, let me ask you a question. Uh huh. I want an honest answer out of you. Yes. If you walked into a bathroom and you saw naked cheerleaders standing there, are you going to run out quickly? Probably not. Probably, I mean, you're probably going to be I, stunned I, I mean, I'd be for like a, a minute. Deer right? on the highway. Right. I, I mean, it'd be, it'd be like, wait a minute. Is this is like? Is this true? What's happening? Yes. What's happening? Yes. So the problem is, though, is what one of the cheerleaders says that she saw him crouching down, pointing the iPhone that way. Now, there's one thing to be stunned deer in the headlights. You're yes. going, oh, my goodness, what's happening? Uh, and then crouching down, holding an iPhone. So there's two different things. It is, it is also possible that Rich Dalrymple, because this was, what, seven years ago? Yes. So he's 62, so 55 years old. Rich Dalrymple walks in, sees naked cheerleaders, and feels like he's having a heart attack, so he was crouching <laughs> down and then reaching for his phone to call 911. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. There's not a courtroom that's going to buy that story Problem either. solved. Because I think a heart attack would, would you know, you, you might be able to try to get away with that one. Well, man, I tell you, I mean, seriously, you know, when we look at that, there's not a guy listening right now that can honestly say he would have gone, hmm, Turned around and and just run uh, you, out of you there. You cover your eyes with your fingers open. So you, yeah, I, I mean, exactly. I, I, I mean, there there. I don't know. I, I mean, I I don't think you could stay in there very long, and you probably wouldn't be able to talk. Um, I I I I, I, I could see I could see you know guys like oh my goodness I'm sorry I didn't realize you guys were in here while then, you're looking the whole well, time well absolutely you know or as Greg Shelton just demonstrated walking up down the highway uh, hallway here at Texas Cheer uh, I'm pulling out my phone taking pictures while I'm walking away selfie right, mode right I mean my back is turned but I, I I don't know and again it was seven years ago but there was a settlement so it's got to be more than. I walked in, went, oops, and I got out of there immediately. Right, right. Um, and I'm actually kind of glad to know that uh, they said, well, there's no cameras inside the locker room for us to verify what he was doing in there. Well, of course not. You, uh, you can't do that, right? I, you can't do that. You can't you, do you that. Can't. But you're right. And they wouldn't, according to the story, they wouldn't turn over any of that stuff. So, And also according to that story, the Joneses have offered no comment to the story. And so, um, you know, I'm kind of waiting for that. And I, I wonder how Jerry Jones is taking all of this. Does he think it's worth his time to come out and, and, and make a statement on, on all of this? Or is he just going to let it go away? You know, I, I understand from a legal standpoint 
the Joneses can't say anything. I don't think the organization can say anything because lawyers would take whatever they said and figure out a way to find something in there. So I can understand, even though it's been settled, if any other litigation came from it, there anything they were to say right now would would certainly could be used against them. So the smart thing is to say nothing. They've handled it. They've moved on. The other part of the story is the upskirt photos of Jerry Jones's daughter. Now, allegedly, allegedly. Well, you know, you sent me some video last mm-hmm. night that you were able to get from your friends over at WFAA in Dallas. And, yes, and I've seen the video. I'm trying to see what the guy's saying with the upskirt. I mean, you know, Charlotte turns around. It's not like she does a whole basic instinct thing there. But she says something. He leans over. The phone was already in his hand, and it stayed in his hand. I, 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 I don't know. But you also sent me crappy video. It looked like I was watching this Abruder film trying to see what was going on. <laughs> well, it didn't turn out good, but I showed you on my phone. Yeah. Um, you with and, your and, androids and trying to text it to somebody, yeah. the quality just loses it all. We ran it on TV last night. I ran the video on TV, and in my opinion, and the opinion of everybody else who watched the video, if you're on a jury, and this is the video you're being shown, could you say without a shadow of a doubt that Rich Dalrymple is taking pictures of, of uh, Charlotte Jones up her skirt? There's, not a, there's no. not a chance in the world. There's no way. And so my problem is, and what I want to know when we do this interview later is... You know, why even include that in the story? There's one guy, one guy out of all the people that were watching this live stream that signs an affidavit saying he was taking upskirt pictures of this woman. I want to know how, how he knows. Or is there another version of the video that shows a different angle? Because, again, if all there is is what I saw last night, then there's no way you could come to that conclusion. It's impossible. And i got to believe... Two separate incidents that happened in the same year, ironically, Yep. that we know of at this point with Rich Dalrymple. And he kept his job for another seven years, and clearly the Cowboys knew about both of them. And they certainly knew about the cheerleaders because they paid out 2.4. Right. I'm a, uh, you know, the the deal with uh, Charlotte, that's Jerry's daughter. That's Stephen's sister. Charlotte's married. Her husband. Her. She's a strong woman. Yes. He would have got his ass kicked and fired. Probably more than once. If they thought that he had actually done that. If they saw that video and was like, oh, my God, are you? You're out. I don't care who you are or what dirt you have. Right. And and so I, I look at that and go, okay, I don't think anybody within the Jones family feels like he was trying to take upskirt photos. Um Jerry Jones is sitting within three feet of Charlotte in, in this video that we ran last night. Stephen Jones is standing up. Yeah. He's hugging a guy, looking right at Charlotte and Rich Dalrymple. Yeah. So I can't imagine that that part. Now, look, the cheerleaders we know, they settled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that's one thing. But when you're talking about one guy watching a live stream and signing an affidavit saying he was doing this, I just don't understand that part of the story because it basically, look. Well, it, it, it belongs in the ESPN story that Dan Vanetta wrote because it, it shows a pattern by Rich Dalrymple. 
it, it, there, there's, it, it, it shows a pattern. I mean, typically people uh, that are some sort of abuser or, or something like that, they've got more than one on their record. You know, it's not the first time when you're caught. And so now you're reading and you're, you're doing all your research on Dalrymple and you got the stuff on the cheerleaders and then you find the comments that this guy was making on TV stations, Facebooks about upskirt photos. Now you say, okay, well, is there a pattern here? But is there? And that, and well, that's the, well, that's the point I'm trying to make. If it's just one guy saying this, of the thousands of people that were watching this live stream, yep. because thousands of Cowboy fans tune into that. They do. And one guy says that he saw that. And again, there must be a different piece of video because what I saw, there's no way that you could come to that conclusion. And again, I know I'm not. I'm and, not and, and, and it might look that way to some people. It didn't look that way to me. And, and again, yeah, like you said, you know, I, I don't. I, it, it's strange because I, I'm not going to come in here and blast Rich Dalrymple and just call him a perv and write him off because his reputation is already ruined. But based on what we have seen, I, I, I don't know enough yet to make that conclusion. And so many people. Uh, on just about everything, you see a headline, you read a little bit of a story, and you convict immediately. You know, the, you know you're guilty until proven innocent at this point, and I don't know what Rich could do to prove himself innocent. That's exactly the point. And, and with this story coming out, Rich Dalrymple may be the biggest creeper that ever walked the face of the earth. He's not with the Cowboys any longer. He's gone. Well, and that, that's the part of the story that has me leaning the other way on this one, on the side of uh, this dude is that kind of a creeper. Because... But why do you keep the guy around seven years after this happened then? Uh, well... Uh, I mean, that makes no sense to me. 30 years with the organization, everything that he's been through with the organization, the highs, the lows, the cover-ups, the, the fixer... Um, he retires abruptly, kind of caught everybody by surprise. And then, not that anybody noticed until it was written in the story, but this great employee for 30 years, kind of the face of the organization, not named Jerry Jones. If you needed something from Jerry, you go through Rich. You know, they they don't send him off with a nice press release thanking him for his service. They didn't give him one of those, you know, emblazoned footballs with Rich Dalrymple. Congratulations on a great career. Here's basically a gold watch. There, There's none of that. All of a sudden, it's just, you know, pick your stuff up from HR. We'll, we'll pack it up and send it over. Well, they had to know the story was coming out. Well, they did. I mean, that's why. The guy retired, so they gave him the opportunity to either although, retire. Although he says no, Rich well, Dalrymple says no. He does say no. So look, I don't know. There's a lot of questions here, and the and the the, the problem and the answers that I'd like to get um, from this ESPN writer when we talk to him later is, you know, a uh, number one, why now? Why are you doing it now? And is this a pattern? Is there something else you're going after? Is this just the foundation of the Cowboys organization? All right, we're going to start with Dalrymple, and we're going to work our way up to Stephen Jones or Jerry Jones or both or Charlotte Jones. Is she doing something freaky or, or, or what's happening? I mean, there's, to me, there has to be something else because if there's not, then I don't understand this story other than clicks it's, for one day and then you're done with it. But, but it, 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 and you're ruining a man's life. In some ways, in in some ways, it's kind of like the Robert Kraft rub and tug stories. 
Uh, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's, uh, and he was able to survive that. Uh, it, it it's going to grab the headlines. There was a payoff, but that I, was I, Robert Kraft. This is Rich Dalrymple. That's two different the things. The Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones writing a check and getting them to sign non-disclosure agreements. That's what it boils down to. We'll talk with the guy that wrote the story for ESPN, Don Vanetta. He will join us coming up at 5 o'clock. The General John McClain at 5.30. It's also a uh, Thursday, Grilling with the Blitz at 6 o'clock. I know you did some grilling for your Super Bowl. I haven't even looked yet today at uh, sasportstar.com's uh, Grilling with the Blitz photo pages yet to see what's on there. So we'll pick a winner coming up. That means you still have time to upload your photos and show us what you did over the weekend for a Super Bowl, and you could end up with a $50 gift card to a Tri-County Meat Market. Come see us here at Texas Cheer Liquor Store Number 3, Highway 90 in Montgomery. Lots of samples that we were doing, so it looks like some Cocoa Sky. There is some Knob Creek that we're sampling. They're free. Come by and see us. Meet Greg Shelton. Meet Joe Reinagle. Meet Jason Minix. Have some fireball that's right behind Yeah, there. right behind us. people are commenting on the fact that uh, I, I'm right behind the fireball and wondering if I'm okay. You're sweating a little bit. I'm just thirsty. Yeah. I'm just thirsty. You're a big fan of fireball, aren't you? Candy. Candy. It's candy. Yeah. It is candy. <laughs> yeah, until it's not. The play is in. The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Lennox. We are live this afternoon at Texas Chair Liquor Store Number 3, Highway 90 in Montgomery. We've got free samples. You can try some uh, Knob Creek as well as some Cocoa Sky coconut cream liqueur some good stuff here we're here till seven o'clock come by see us for some free samples we'll talk some spurs coming up in a minute at five o'clock don vanetta who wrote the article yesterday for espn the bombshell on the cowboys and the 2.4 million dollars and you know i guess the timing of the article good thing cowboys didn't make the super bowl because it would sure (laughs) suck if that would have dropped in the middle of a championship parade that would have been attended by thousands the rams had their parade yesterday and uh you know everybody showed up at the house they all brought their lawn chairs and sat on the driveway at least that's how it felt that was the most pathetic championship parade i've ever seen as far as crowd goes people in los angeles do not care about pro football you know, the only reason the NFL wants those teams there, the Chargers and sure. the Rams, is for TV purposes. Um, you know, I don't know. Because when we were there, we saw one flag, one car flag. Yep. That, uh, and it was it, new. Pr- yeah, proudly displayed the Los Angeles Rams. Nothing else. Nobody was excited about I, it. You got outside of L.A. Live in that downtown area, you wouldn't have known there was a Super Bowl in town. You had no clue. There was a little kiosk at, at the grocery store that had some some stuff. And outside of that, not nothing. I mean, and you know what San Antonio is like when there's a Final Four? Oh, man. And we don't even have a team, yeah. right? I, I mean, but you know how to throw a big event. They didn't really have that in L.A., but there was a pretty significant moment yesterday during the parade. And when you see it, you go, that Matt Stafford is a... Yeah, a donkey. Sure. That's uh, a different <laughs> D word that I was thinking, but because the, the Rams photographer... Fell off the stage. Yep. Right in front of Matt Stafford. And he turned and walked away while 
Kelly Stafford, Matt's wife, or Matthew, because she likes people to call him Matthew. Matthew and not Matt. Uh-huh. Matthew's <laughs> wife runs over and helps this woman while Matt walks away. Almost like Matt turns and says, help her out. Yeah, that's right? basically I, what I mean, it, it, it was such a D-bag kind of move by Stafford. Part of me likes to think, you know, he didn't drink enough water yesterday and didn't realize. No, he was drunk. Um, he was drunk. Even Tom Brady tweeted him, Matt, mix yeah. in some water. I know, yeah, which was uh, hilarious. That but, was funny. But again, though, I mean, just this rich kid from Highland Park entitlement crap of you see somebody fall and you just turn and walk away while your wife is running over to give assistance. And Stafford, Matt, never even went back to go help. Like, oh, I didn't realize. I mean, there was nothing. Like, he didn't give a damn. Well, the story today is that photographer who fell off the off the stage plummeted to a broken back. What are they plummeted? It well, wasn't that far. No, nah, but Jimenez was trying to figure out the definition of plummeted. Plummeted. I think if you fall anywhere, you plummet. She yeah, fell. Yeah, she broke her back. She fell. She broke her back. Okay. I mean, Bob Saget fell. He He's dead, right? I mean, she fell and she, <laughs> she, she broke her back. But, but Matthew Stafford, or probably Kelly, is going to pay for her medical bills. Yeah, that that just came out, and so that that's nice of him. It was it was weird, but look, we all do stuff, right? When you're drunk, that you probably wouldn't do if you're sober, right? If he's sober, he probably helps. If not, he was drunk. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, sober, not sober. You see somebody fall, you make sure they're okay, and we well, and- might be worried you're gonna fall yourself. I don't think he was worried about that. He acted like he didn't give a damn. Well, he, he turned and walked away. But typically, typically speaking, if you see somebody fall, you make sure they're okay. And depending on how they fell and what happened, if they are okay, then it is okay to laugh, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, sometimes well, you well, laugh well, first and then go, "Oh no." Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there there was a moment on Radio Row. <laughs> Once we knew everybody was okay, it was funny as hell. Dude, it was funny as hell anyway. <laughs> but, but it was funnier when we realized he was okay. Yeah. When he went to sit down and there was no chair there. I, I mean, all right, he's okay. I had an incident at my house today where... Oh, my. Uh, I, I, it was tragic for a moment. Now it's funny as hell. Well, what happened? you got to tell us. My Roomba attacked my dog. Yeah. Now, mind you, my dog is, well, we've had her 16 years, and she came from the pound. And when we got her from the pound, they told us she was between two and four. So I don't know. This dog is old. It, she's got arthritis. It takes her a while to get up, her back legs. It takes her a while to get up with the back legs and then kind of balance herself, right? And she is deaf. She doesn't hear anything coming. I was in the house two hours the other day before she knew I was there. Yeah, it's pretty much. I mean, she's a hell of a watchdog at this point, right? So... She's asleep on a, on a dog pillow on the floor, and Roomba's apparently going by, and, and, and the dog doesn't hear Roomba coming. She doesn't hear anything, right? And apparently, Roomba got enough of the dog's tail to get wrapped up in Ugh. the tail. Now, my dog can't barely stand up on her own, let alone with the weight of a Roomba on her tail, and she's kind of freaking out. And I hear yeah. something coming, obviously. So I go in, I see what's going on, and, 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 I, and I realize Roomba has attached herself to my dog's tail. And my dog, who still can't quite stand up, she's trying with her front legs, but her back legs aren't getting there, and she's <laughs> falling over, and, and then she doesn't want to sit still long enough for me to, to get Roomba to, you know, work the hair from the dog's tail out of the Roomba's teeth to free her from, from Roomba. 
and you know, I'm doing this, trying to keep my dog calm, because she wasn't, while also trying to turn Roomba off, which is harder than you think, right? Yeah, I bet. Because uh, it just, it's like, you know, the wheels are just spinning, and, uh-huh. and you're trying to untangle the, the, the dog hair. And I'm thinking, okay, how do I get the dog to the vet with this thing on there? What is the vet going to do? Are we going to, I mean, is this how it's going to end? How am I going to tell call my daughter and tell her that, that her dog is gone because Roomba killed her? I, I mean, there was just all these things, you know, going through your mind because, you know, it was it was tragic and frantic traumatic, for a yeah. couple of minutes. And right. now it's funny as hell. <laughs> you know, those Roomba, do they work? Yeah. Do they really? Yeah. Because we had a friend, and, and you too, uh-huh. right? The dog pooped in the house. Yeah, Rob Thompson. <laughs> well, and, and we have friends, too, that did that. And they come home, they open the door, and they go, whoo, it stinks in here. The Roomba had run over the poop and spread it all over the house. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, Rob Thompson has that story. That happened to Rob. That's that's honestly one of my bigger fears. I yeah. mean, we've got nothing but tile floor. There's no carpet anywhere. But in reality... That's just something I don't want to deal with. And that's, I mean, the best part about my dog, as old as she is, uh, she doesn't have accidents in the house. So well, that's good. So, so that's a good thing. So, yeah, that, that uh, I, I, I would much rather, though, have dealt with Roomba smearing crap all over the house than what <laughs> I had to deal with this morning. I don't know. Dude, I promise you, this morning was awful. In the middle of it, it was awful. Well, your I mean, dog's probably traumatized now, too. Every time she sees that Roomba... She's going to run. Well, if I don't have to get that thing out of her tail anymore, I'm good. The problem is is she won't hear it coming. <laughs> I, I mean, and, and typically speaking, when Roomba is going, because this has never happened before, that, you know, the dog's asleep on the couch. Right. And, and today she was on the floor, and I guess just enough of the tail got it Ugh. because, you know, she's still, you know, when you have a deaf dog, she doesn't know when you come in. You know, every time you come in, she's laying there, and you gotta you gotta touch her to make yeah. sure she's alive. But right. it's always like a Vietnam flashback. The, the <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even have to be much of a touch, right? So, I, I mean, if the if the Roomba would have bumped a little bit and give her some sort of warning, I'm right. pretty sure she would have w- w- moved or at least been somewhat aware. But no, I mean, it just got her tail, and and I just can't believe how much of that dog's tail got inside of the Roomba that I had to get out. Wow. It was a disaster. Yeah, it's a traumatic experience today, it was. for sure. I need a My drink. Good. Yeah, Good well, you got your cheer. choice. We've got a whole bunch of samples over here. Yeah. A bunch of fireball behind you. I'm sure you could open that up and just pay for it after, you know, once I, we leave. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure we'll do that. Although I'm eyeing that Tito's over there. I mean, that Tito's is calling my name. That looks good, too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, folks yeah. have been coming in. I mean, purchasing everything from beer to whiskey to Blanton's. vodka. There's Blanton's here. There is Blanton's. There's Blanton's on the shelf here. There is Blanton's on the shelf here. Every time we're out here, people ask us, do they really have Blanton's there? Yes. Because you can't find it anywhere else. Texas Cheer Liquor is the only place you can find Blanton's. I'm convinced of it. Cocoa Sky Coconut Cream Liqueur, you can come by and sample that. Uh, Knob Creek, which is one of one of Ryan Eagle's go-tos. <laughs> well, only if I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, is that That's it? Like, it. like an In-N-Out burger? My drink of choice in L.A. is Knob Creek. <laughs> that just sounded bad in so many ways. Don Vanetta will join us coming up at 5 o'clock. We'll talk about the Rich Dalrymple Cowboy Story Settlement. But next, DeMar DeRozan. We'll get into his lack of MVP respect as we continue here on the Blitz live out at Texas Cheer Liquor Store number 3 on Highway 90 and Montgomery. 
It's Rob Thompson. Join Rudy J and I tomorrow morning from 7 till 10 on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. I'm Jason He's Joe Ryanagle. Live out of Texas Chair Liquor Store, number 3, Highway 90 in Montgomery. Lots of free samples come by and see us here. It's always fun when an old friend walks in. Yeah, I had an old friend, Carlos, come walking in here. He tried a couple of samples, said hello. I've known him almost as long as I've known you. Carlos and I go way back. <coughs> Heard you crashed a wedding we, in L.A. We crashed a wedding at the at the Marriott in Marina Del Rey. It's a great Marriott. That's a great Marriott. But, yeah, we were here for the playoffs. Carlos was here. And uh, was that Marcus? Marcus right. Floyd, I think, was with us. Or was that Richard Valdez? Richard Valdez. Wow, so see, that goes way 90s. back. It is going way back. So that, that Why made... is it that all of us media types always end up at the Marriott and Marina Del Rey? There's a 1,000 hotels in Los Angeles, and it's a great spot because the Spurs would always practice in Santa Monica, right. so that's why you'd go there because, uh, you know, they wouldn't pay the Santa Monica Marriott rates, no. but it's also kind of closer at the time to the Forum or to the Staples Center, kind of in that halfway but in a nice area. That Marriott is just, I don't know what it is, but there's something about it. It's just nice. You know, it's a nice place. we got a nice bar. they got a nice restaurant. And it's just a, a nice place to be. And so that's where we always like to stay. Well, there was a wedding going on one day, and we had an off night, believe it or not. That, that was back in the day when you actually had those. And we heard this party going on, and so we just walked right in. And it was a wedding reception, mm-hmm. and so we just we helped ourselves to the booze. Of and course, you did the food and and Typical everything else. Media man. Story. And nobody said a word. Free food, free alcohol. That's exactly I'm right. There. Nobody said yeah. a word. So we had a good time when we celebrated that. What well, I hope they're still happily married. Well, they probably got the bill and was trying to figure out who invited those guys. <laughs> exactly, they probably right. caused a divorce sooner than you than you realize. Well, I was a cousin of a cousin of a friend of a cousin of a brother. Sounds like a great wedding. Yeah, to me. exactly. I mean, that, that's what it works out to. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. I was at that Marriott over the summer when we were out there for the food oh, yeah. concert. Yeah, I know it. I, it yeah, it, and it's right. Although what sucks now is when you Uber everywhere. That's an awful Marriott to stay at if you're relying on Uber. Really? Yeah, because it it takes forever to get there. And and it's just if you're going to Santa Monica or going up the coast to, to like Malibu or for dinner or whatever or getting over to uh, the Forum, it, it's a it's a long way to go in an Uber. Yeah, well, going downtown is a long way to go. You're right about that. And the Forum, you were there for the for the concert, so yeah, Foo Fighters. I didn't even know the Forum was still there. I'm I've been following the Spurs long enough that I used to cover games inside the Forum. Well, the Spurs closed it down. Yes, you, you were probably there from the. That may have been when we were there the, 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 from the basketball side of things. But the Forum, I've been to a couple of concerts there. The Forum is a great venue for live music. Okay, it, it really is. If you get a chance to go see a show at the Forum, it is incredible. That place has got to be old as hell. It is. Yeah. But they've done a nice job of keeping it up. Have they really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's a nice venue. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's the house that Magic built. It, it was, and the one that the uh, Spurs closed down, which is, <laughs> which is a good thing. Now, you and I have been uh, – uh, please tell us on the Kia Boss of Bacon phone lines, what is Joe missing, what am I missing, because Joe and I are on the same page on this, but everybody else thinks we're idiots about this, and amongst other things. Well, most of the time, you know. 656-ESPN, 656-3776. I said yesterday or two days ago on the show 
that I thought DeMar DeRozan should be third right now in the MVP voting. And depending on how the season finishes, I wouldn't be surprised if he won the thing. Now, I've got him number three. You thought he should be one or two. Yeah. ESPN comes out with a thing today that has him like seven. One of the betting sites has him at 25 to 1 odds, which is barely top 10. What are we missing? Why are why are we on DeMar DeRozan and thinking he deserves some of the accolades and some and other people aren't? Yeah, I'd like to hear from people because I've heard uh, from some on Twitter because I posted that earlier today and I couldn't figure out why he's not leading the race or certainly near the top. I mean, look, anytime you break a record that Wilt Chamberlain set, I mean, that should vault you straight to the top right now no matter what. Seven straight games with 35 points or more, and we're at the All-Star break. There's no telling how many more games or how long that streak is going to go. The guy is simply on fire right now, and uh, he's, uh, to me, he's not getting the respect he deserves. I mean, I've had some people tell me that he's not a good player or, you know, nobody watches him or whatever the case may be, but everybody goes to these same guys, and I get these. Are, there's a lot of good players out there, right? Luka Doncic. The Joker with Den- from Denver, uh, Giannis obviously he's always going to be in the conversation. Embiid. Right? Embiid, Embiid right now, if it were up to me, would would win it. Um, but I mean, when you look at the ESPN article where they pull all their um, NBA types, I mean, Steph Curry is in the top five. Chris Paul is fifth. Then you got uh, Morant. And then you get DeMar DeRozan at seventh, uh, just ahead of Kevin Durant, surprisingly, and Luka. But I, I look at the way DeMar DeRozan is playing and go three. Now, when I think about some of the Spurs fans that want to take shots at DeMar, because it's kind of an interesting storyline. You know, it's not like Kawhi, where everybody in San Antonio hates that dude, right? Um <laughs> But you do see a lot of people say, no, why didn't DeMar do that while he was here? And 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 so I could understand some bitterness there if you just, because, you know, the success he's having in a different uniform and doing things that we thought he would be able to do with the Spurs, but he didn't do as a member of the Spurs. I could see that to a degree. And then you also have the, yeah, I'm kind of pissed at him, but I love him because, you know, of what he did while he was here in San Antonio and how things left. I, you know, I don't know. I thought DeMar was really good when he was here in San Antonio. Uh, you know, but he had a bunch of young dudes around him. Uh, now he's got some players there, and but he's just going off. I mean, the guy's doing everything. He even made a three-pointer last night, which is unheard of for DeMar DeRozan. Um, and he credits Greg Popovich. He said so much after the game against the Spurs the other night for making him, turning him into a better player. Because he's not just scoring. I mean, this dude is, he's assisting. And for DeMar DeRozan, is playing some defense. I, yeah, I, and again, I, I, look at, I look at DeRozan, I look at the game that he's playing, uh, what he's doing right now. And when you think about MVP... Where would the Bulls be without DeRozan's contributions right now? And I and I think that is a a big factor there. And also, you know, I expect Giannis to be doing what he's doing. I expect Embiid to do what he's doing. I expect the Joker to do what he's doing. What DeMar DeRozan is doing is unexpected. And again, you know, there there's two records that Wilt Chamberlain has, and he you know, and and he's he's gotten one of them. 
The other one probably never will happen for right. most of us, if you, if you believe that one. But, again, when you're in, in the conversation and doing things like that, I would think that there would be much more talk of what you're doing, especially around the All-Star break. If he falters towards the end of the season, sure. But, you know, it's kind of like you're at seventh now. How high can he climb? Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, I don't think he, he can get up to number one, obviously. Maybe he breaks into the top five somehow. But I, the, res, the respect factor, if more than anything, I mean, this guy has done something that hasn't been done since 1963, for goodness sake, and probably won't be done for another 40 years. Scoring 35 points in seven straight ball games is incredible. All right, and and don't tell me that, you know, he's he's the only one taking shots or whatever. You got to make those shots. He's doing it all for that Chicago Bulls team. He is. And again, you're 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 in a conversation and tying records with Chamberlain and you're erasing some dude named Michael Jordan from the Bulls record yes. books in the process. Exactly. I, I would think that that would put you in more of a conversation. Oh, and by the way, they're winning a bunch of basketball games. They are doing and that. And that ultimately is what matters. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. ESPN reporter Don Van Netta will join us coming up next right at 5 o'clock. He's the one that wrote the story yesterday that broke the story about the Cowboys settling with the Cowboy cheerleaders, $2.4 million split amongst four cheerleaders for voyeurism. Don Danetta next here on The Blitz as we're live at a Texas Cheer Liquor Store number 3, Highway 90 and Montgomery. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. We're live today at a Texas Cheer Liquor on Highway 90 in Montgomery. Plenty of free samples. Come by and see us. But right now, you want know, lockings. This is going to be very interesting. The story yesterday, the bombshell, the headline, Cowboys settle $2.4 million with cheerleaders over voyeurism involving former PR man Rich Dalrymple. Don Danetta broke the story for ESPN. He's got the byline, and Don joins us now. Don, first off, man, what has the last 24 hours been for you since ESPN published the article? Well, it's been busy. It's been a whirlwind, and uh, a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of appearances like this uh, discussing the story. There's been a lot of interest in it, obviously. Well, Don, let's talk about the story a little bit, because obviously, you know, Jason and I have both worked with Rich Dalrymple for many, many years. So this story really came out of the the blue for both of us, because obviously you know somebody, but you don't really know somebody. And so I guess my first question to you is it's been seven years since all this took place. Why did it take so long for a story like this to, to come out in public? Well, that's a good question um, that you that maybe would be best answered by people in the Dallas media, because as I understand it, this uh, incident was something of an open secret among some people that cover the Cowboys um, and uh, and had never been written about and had never been divulged. So that's a very interesting question. The reason why I got involved in it is five months ago, a former Cowboys executive gave uh, a tip to me that this happened, uh, and, and, and I and I began pursuing it and investigating it, and 
And uh, in November, in particular, myself and some colleagues started calling former cheerleaders uh, as well as former employees um, to try to find out, you know, if this happened. And and then once we realized it was an allegation, um, we we discovered there was a settlement. And then uh, and then you know I got a copy of the final settlement. And then once we had that, well, uh, you know, we knew we had a story. Don Benetta joining us here on the Blitz. He wrote the article that we all read yesterday and has provided content for every show across America. When you were working on this story, and, you know, very little cooperation, obviously, from the Dallas Cowboys, but, you know, the the basis is, you know, there was a settlement there. And the one part that I thought was interesting, because while Rich Dalrymple has denied it, the Cowboys don't want to comment. The Cowboys could easily say, you know, there was nothing there based on the key card swipe and then video evidence showing him leaving the room and how long he was actually in the locker room with the cheerleaders, right? Yeah, no, that you put your finger on the exact uh, part of the story that the Cowboys could, if they had that data and they or they want to release it, they could knock that down. I mean, it really comes down to two accounts. Dalrymple claims that he used a security key card to gain access to the cheerleader's dressing room because he liked to use the bathroom in there. He just happened to use it on September 2nd, 2015, when four young women were in there. But he said as soon as he realized that, he left. So he was in there five to ten seconds by his account, roughly. The cheerleader that found him with his camera pointed at her in her account said she heard a door open and shut. They yelled, we're in here. They thought it was a security guard. And it wasn't until several minutes later she saw a black iPhone from behind a partial wall pointed at her and her three fellow cheerleading teammates while they were getting undressed, ran toward the person holding the phone toward her and realized and recognized it was Rich Dalrymple, who she said ran away. Uh, How... The, the difference between five seconds and three minutes, uh, we, we could figure that out. I think the Cowboys have that evidence because there's a security key card that tells you precisely when Dalrymple entered the locked dressing room. And then there's a surveillance camera outside that would see him when he was leaving. And we asked for that data and did not get it. Now, the Cowboys say they did a thorough investigation and there's no wrongdoing here. But I think the wrongdoing, as they describe it, is they looked at Dalrymple's work-issued phone and didn't find any images of the women, either video or photos. And I think that's what they're hanging the wrongdoing on. Dalrymple doesn't dispute that he was in there, but exactly how long he was in there, uh, I'm pretty certain the Cowboys have that evidence. It was part of their thorough investigation, and they refused to turn it over to us. Don Manetta joining us here on the Blitz on ESPN San Antonio. The NFL is not going to investigate. They feel that the Cowboys investigated thoroughly enough over the workplace misconduct reports. But I've got a knucklehead follow-up for you. Uh, he, You said he liked to use that bathroom. With all the bathrooms and uh, all the available places to go inside Jerry World, why that one? I was never able to ask Rich that question. Um, that's a very good question. Very simple question. Uh, I, I don't know the answer to it. He refused to be interviewed by me. He gave us a statement uh, in which he said his entry was accidental. 
Uh, the cheerleader who spoke to HR, you know, in our story, we have notes of a meeting. One of the cheerleaders met with Jason Cullen, the Cowboys general counsel, and the chief of HR. And from those notes, she made the point that there's a men's room 20 feet away from that rear entrance to the cheerleader's dressing room. Now, remember, guys, this happened in September of 2015. There was an earlier incident during the NFL draft of that year on April 30th, 2015, where HR investigated an allegation. They got a tip that Rich, during that draft, uh, when the right around the time the Cowboys were on the clock for their first-round draft pick, had used his iPhone to take what was described as upskirt photographs of Charlotte Jones Anderson, an executive vice president with the Cowboys, of course, and Jerry Jones's daughter. Uh, the Cowboys told us they investigated that through HR and found no wrongdoing there. But the question that the cheerleaders' lawyers had in, in a letter that they wrote to the team is, well, you investigated Dalrymple for that, and he continued to have a security key card to the cheerleaders' dressing room which he then used a few months later on September 2nd during that kickoff luncheon. And that was something that they were prepared to make a big deal of if they were going to file a lawsuit in court. And then you could start seeing why the incentive might have been there to settle quietly and with NDAs for $2.4 million as they decided to do the following year. So you think that that might have been the, the piece that kind of pushed the Cowboys over the edge, so to speak, as to... to, to make the settlement with the cheerleaders because don i I gotta i gotta be honest with you that's the part of the story that it, it really doesn't add up to me and i'll tell you why i looked at the video and i've seen it and unless there's a different version that i've seen and this was the live stream version that we got a hold of last night it doesn't look like you could make a case for an upskirt photo not only that jerry jones is sitting three feet away and stephen jones is looking at Dalrymple and Charlotte in that in that case. Did you get a chance to look at that video? So you're talking about the video that's on the Cowboys website? Is that is that the video you're describing? We obtained the video from uh, our sister station, WFAA in Dallas. Now, I'm not sure where they okay. got it from. Okay, so there's a live stream video that was on the Cowboys website that night. That's the video. It's apparently a a camera angle that's slightly taller than the one, at least that I saw on the Cowboys website yesterday and today. Uh, I went back to Randy Horton. So uh, Randy Horton is a school teacher from Shreveport, Louisiana. He's a lifelong Cowboys fan. He is the one who made this upskirt video allegation in an affidavit that was given to the cheerleaders' lawyers. And they presented that affidavit, or at least told the contents of that affidavit to the Cowboys just a few weeks before this case was settled in 2016. Now, according to Horton, he looked at the video. I don't know if it's the same one you saw, but he looked at a video that was on the website. He said, that's not the same video I saw. It's a different okay. angle, and it's not even the same moment. So we asked the team, this is very important, we asked the team, do you have a copy of that live stream video? Because if you do, we'd like to see it. I mean, that should be able to, you said you did an investigation and no wrongdoing was found. You'd think that they would give it to us, right? It would exonerate Rich and show that this didn't happen. They declined to tell us whether they had it or not. So, again, it, it raises this question. And to be really clear with your listeners, the settlement agreement, the $2.4 million confidential settlement agreement, I have a copy of the final uh, 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 edition of that. 
there's a line in there that says that the cheerleaders are not allowed to discuss under the terms of their non-disclosure agreement the incident involving charlotte jones anderson doesn't say alleged incident doesn't say debunked incident it says the incident and that's the first i found out about it guys when i got a copy of the summer, i said what in what is it? And then I did <laughs> yeah. some more reporting, and I found out that it, was, it involved this video during the NFL draft in, in uh, 2015. Interesting, enterprising reporting. Don Vanetta from ESPN joining us here on The Blitz. Again, he wrote the article that we've been talking about. Now, Don, in, in all your questions, and I know the Cowboys weren't very cooperative with you, but you go back to 2015. You've got Rich Dalrymple and this cheerleader incident, and they settle for 2.4. And at the same time, you hear about upskirt photos. Now, I'm a girl dad. Uh, Joe Ryan goes, he's got five. Uh, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones is in there. I know Rich knows where all the bodies are buried when it comes to Jerry Jones. But even with that, if I thought you were trying to take an upskirt photo of my daughter, you wouldn't have a job. Right? How did how did Rich survive all this and keep his job up until a couple of months ago? Yeah, again, I, I, I don't know the answer to that question. I can tell you that Jim Wilkinson, uh, a uh, communications consultant who works for the Cowboys, uh, I've been talking with him over the last nine to ten days often. He's quoted in my story. He has a quote on the record saying that if Jerry Jones believed that Rich Dalrymple did this, took this kind of a photograph of his daughter, Rich would have been fired on the spot. True. So, again, th- their side of this, and, and let's be really, I want to be fair to the team, they say this did not happen. Now, they, they're not giving us the video. Uh, I, I don't know. They decline to say whether they have it or not. Maybe they don't have it anymore. But, th- you know, that would that would answer that question. Um, but how, how Rich survived, uh, yeah, again, it's a question for Jerry Jones. I mean, they claim there's no wrongdoing here. And again, as I said earlier in our conversation, I think the wrongdoing hangs on the fact there were no images found on Rich's work-issued phone uh, of those women. I think that's their definition of wrongdoing. Um, they did put a letter in his personnel file. They put a disciplinary letter in October of 2015 uh, in his personnel file. We don't have a copy of it. I just know that that happened. I was told that by the team. They didn't give us a copy of it. Um, and, you know, Rich retired. Suddenly, as, as you guys know, on February 2nd, um, the team at that point already knew we were pursuing this story. So Rich says there was no connection. He insists on that. But I had already been calling lawyers around town in January about this. I believe the Cowboys knew I was pursuing, pursuing the story as early as November. Um, so, again, that would be a follow-up question I would want to ask Rich of, 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 you know, whether he knew that I was doing this or not. He, he claims that the, he didn't hear from me until after he announced his sudden retirement. But what's noteworthy is when he retired, Jerry Jones said nothing about Rich. Rich had been with him 32 years. He's a close confidant of Jerry Jones. He's, the, as you guys know, the media gatekeeper mm-hmm. for the Cowboys since 1990. And somebody that close to Jerry Jones and the Jones family when they retire, nothing was said about Rich's departure by them. And there wasn't even an announcement of it on the Cowboys' website. So the circumstances of that are certainly curious. Don, let me ask you this question as we, as we wrap up, and we appreciate your time. In your reporting and your investigating, did you do you have any indication or any suspicion perhaps that this might go further up the ladder in the Cowboys' organization? Or do you think 
it was just rich and it ends there as far as any kind of voyeurism or, or sexual misconduct or anything like that. I, I, I really think that this is the story that we have the evidence to write about right now. Uh, whether or not there's a follow-up story or not, I'm not prepared to discuss that. But um, this is the story that, you know, once we got a copy of that settlement agreement and knew to the penny how much the cheerleaders were paid and their lawyers were paid, and I obtained that affidavit from that fan in Louisiana, you know, we had enough uh hard evidence um, to ask the questions that we asked of the team, and they gave us their answers to write the story that we published yesterday. Uh, you know, whether there's a follow-up or not really depends on whether we can get that kind of evidence for another story. And I, and I and right now I don't have it, but uh, but we might down the road. We'll have to see how the, the work continues. You know, as you, as you say it that way, I can't think, but uh, tip of the iceberg, almost like what Dan Snyder and Washington's franchise has gone through. It's going to be very, very interesting. And again, this all happened in 2015. What you wrote about yesterday it took seven years, and you finally uh, got the tip, and you go from there. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to keep you busy over the next several months or years. Uh, I think so. I think I'm definitely going to be busy over the next few uh, weeks and months for sure. There's no doubt about that. There's a there's pl- there's 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 plenty of work to do for sure. Don Vanetta, appreciate the time, the the insight, and the openness on kind of the backstory as to 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 why now and and clearly maybe more to come if if you can get enough people talking. Thank you guys. I appreciate the time. Don Vanetta joining us here on the Blitz. Appreciate it. And an interesting story. And and you know. I don't know why I'm kind of hung up on on one line that he said during that whole thing, Joe Ryan Eagle. It's Rich preferred that bathroom. Now, I, there is, I, I mean, you go to Jerry World, there's a thousand bathrooms in that right, place. Right. Now, where the locker rooms are, there's lots of locker rooms. Why that one? Did they have heated seats, better paper? Um, nobody, you feel like nobody's going to walk in on you because let's face it, that's also probably one of the least used bathrooms in the building too. If it's the one specifically for the cowboy cheerleader. Well, and it's interesting too because in his story that I read, there were typically two security guards watching that door. That particular night, there was only one. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know. There's so many things that that don't add up. But I appreciate, I really do appreciate Don answering the questions that we have. And the thing that's curious to me is is that the Cowboys could have cleared this up. They could have cleared this all up in one fail swoop with the key card data and the investigation notes that they took regarding Charlotte. And and, and I guess what concerns me and, and troubles me about the whole Charlotte upskirt thing um, is that Jerry obviously said and was told, or Don was told by the Cowboys people that Jerry would have fired him. But I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of curious now, though. I, 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 whether there is a different angle, and I hope there is a different angle than the video you got yesterday from WFAA. Because that video, again, it was, uh, well, off of your crap cell phone, it looked like this Bruder film. But it, it, at the same time, there was nothing there that would indicate, and if that was what they were using, yeah, that's not an upskirt video. That's a guy. We looked at it. It's not there. Now, I, I think it is important to note that the NFL has issued a statement that they will not investigate these incidents, this ESPN article, on their own. They are satisfied 
with the investigation that the Dallas Cowboys did. Now, the cheerleaders wanted police involved. The Cowboys did not, because if the police are involved, there is public record. But the NFL and the Dallas Cowboys do use cops, former cops, former FBI agents on their staff as a part of their security force, and probably when there has to be an investigation, you hear team investigation, they use those types. So maybe the NFL is satisfied that this is all it is. It was seven years ago. If they really thought there was an issue with Rich Dalrymple, again, I go back to if that's my daughter, I'm kicking your ass and I'm firing you. Right. I mean, that that's what it boils down to. And he kept his job. Well, I'm kicking your ass, I'm firing you, then I'm kicking your ass again. Yeah. I mean, that's basically <laughs> what's happening. And so that's – but, you know, and, and look, I don't want to get deep in the weeds, but I'm going back to the video that I saw that was a lot clearer on TV, by the way. Um you know, and, and I don't. I don't know that it. Yeah, Channel Five. <laughs> I don't know that it makes a difference, Jason. I'm not trying to make excuses here, but but Charlotte that night was wearing a long skirt. She was, uh, and so I'm. I I don't know how all that works. Thank God. <laughs> so well, I, I. It just seems to me that it would be very difficult to do something but like that. almost like in golf, some dude can be sitting on his couch. And call the rules official and say this guy cheated, and 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 a guy can on a golf course in a PGA tournament get penalized because some guy saw something on television and can call it in, and then they could take points away. The fact that one guy saw that and recognized that and identified that as an upskirt photo, um, I, I, you know, I, honestly, I, I you know. It would have to be so obvious for most of us to recognize that, right? Yeah, um, that's still the one thing I'm and, having a hard time swallowing. And the video that you showed me, whether it's the same video or not, we have no idea. But Charlotte leans over to say something to Rich, and she turns. It's not like she turns and does a whole basic instinct kind of kind of move. Leans in. He leans in to talk to her, and the phone was in his hand the whole time. And as you lean in, does it? I, I don't know. Uh, uh, it would be hard if I was on a jury to say, yeah, that SOB was doing that. Now, there's that, no way. Know. With the video that I saw, yeah. and if there's another one, I, I get it, and I would love to see that. But the one that I saw that we ran on TV last night, there is no way a jury would convict somebody of doing that with that particular video. Now, if there's something else, then so be it. I haven't seen it. But that particular video, the WFA-TV in Dallas ran, we ran, there's no way you can, could, could convict somebody off of that video. The other part that Don Vanetta told us is it's apparently an open secret amongst Dallas media. That's concerning, too. I'll be honest with you. That That is, unless they heard rumors but could never find enough to go with the story. And you and I have been in the media long enough where you hear something. You know, you might hear something about somebody from, you know, the 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 the, the kid's third grade teacher. You know, because um, all of a sudden, you know, hey, we're moving, going here. Oh, well, you must be out of here, right? I mean, you know, but you can never, until you can find somebody with the authority, with the knowledge, with the proof to go on record, it, it can't go anywhere from a journalist standpoint. He spent months, and this is a Pulitzer Prize-winning investigative journalist. He spent months coming up with the story that he did. So, you know, if a lot of people knew about it but never had enough to go with with the story, but for Rich Dalrymple to keep his job as long as he did, 
tells me from the Cowboys' sta- uh, standpoint, they didn't have enough evidence to even fire him. Uh, and based on my interactions with Rich Dalrymple over the last several years, the um, not like Jerry uh, reassigned him to a living hell and trying to force him to quit. No. Rich Dalrymple lived a very good life as the top PR man for the Dallas Cowboys. He did, and he was Jerry Jones' gatekeeper. Bar none, you couldn't get to Jerry without going through Rich. So it's 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 really all of this. The one other thing that he said that I found very interesting, Jason. You asked him the question. I asked him the question about any follow up if if there was anything else. Wouldn't tell us other than to say he thinks he's going to be very busy over the next few weeks. So and, that's going to be interesting to follow. And again, I think he did a really solid PRing answer there of. Yeah, I've seen some things, but I don't have enough facts to even suggest that there's more to come. But it certainly feels like there's tip of the iceberg. And you start digging, and it's there. The part that I'm looking at that going, and the NFL has already said, yeah, we're good. We're not going to investigate. We we know how it went in Washington, man. You guys handle it. Rich isn't working there anymore? Okay, we're good. Well, look, if this is Rich Dalrymple and that's where it stops, this is going to go away tomorrow. If not, well, then it goes up the chain. It's the Dallas Cowboys. And it's going to get ugly. It is going to get, well, I mean, we'll see. Um, the fact that there hasn't been more on it today, right? you know, is quite honestly a little bit It's surprising. Rich Dalrymple. It's not Jerry Jones. It's going to go away if that's all there is. But if somebody had this and that and they could connect the dots, I mean, you know, it's going to be certainly uh, an interesting offseason for the Dallas Cowboys. It's already an interesting offseason for the Houston Texans. John McClain will join us coming up next here on The Blitz. Joe Reinagle, Jason Minix, The Blitz on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250, 103.3 FM. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Ryan I'm Jason Maddox, live out at Texas Tier Liquor Store number three. Lots of samples out here, free samples at that. We've got some Knob Creek, uh, Cocoa Sky Coconut Cream Liqueur you could sample. There's free samples. Rudy J just walked in the door because, well, there's, there's free there's samples. There's free samples. Absolutely. Right now, though, let's talk with John McClain, the general. Great NFL uh, columnist and, and writer for the Houston Chronicle, NFL Hall of Fame voter. John, we missed you last week while we were uh, over in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl. And, and a lot to get into, but we just had on Don Vanetta from ESPN who wrote the article about the settlement the Cowboys made with four cheerleaders talking about his enterprising uh, reporting. And I imagine you've uh, dealt with Rich Dalrymple a number of times throughout your career covering the NFL what do you make of the story that's coming out of Dallas? Well, first of all, I've known Rich Dalrymple for decades, never heard, suspected anything like that. And he says it's not true. And they say they launched an investigation and it's not true. And somebody's out to get him, just like they were out to get John Gruden, because the story said a former executive called ESPN. So I hope it's not true. And the part that bothers me the most some Yahoo on Facebook says he saw Rich Dalrymple taking pictures up Jerry's daughter's skirt 
and that is preposterous. Rich knows a live feed is going on on the draft room. He was in the corner. I watched the video. She's wearing a tight skirt. He wasn't even close enough to do it, and ESPN ran that just because some guy claimed it was true, and that really bothered me. Well, it really bothers me, too, John, when you're talking about one guy out of the thousands that were watching that live stream. And there had to be thousands because of just the way the Cowboys are. So I agree with you. For them to run that particular part, the cheerleaders, that's one thing. Okay, I get that maybe because there was a settlement. But the whole upskirt thing just kind of was unnecessary, in my, my opinion. Absolutely. Unnecessary is a great way to put it. I'm embarrassed for ESPN. And I'll tell you something else. If Jerry Jones thought there was an ounce of truth to that, yep. Rich Dalrymple would have been gone in 2015, and he might have disappeared forever if you get <laughs> Well, that's it. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to fire you, kick your ass again, and then Fish throw you food. off the yacht. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's a very, very, very bizarre story. John, as we shift attention to the Houston Texans, the Deshaun Watson situation is, I, I would think, there's got to be something starting to develop. Let's start on the legal side. When do you think that part gets cleared up and then he could end up finding who his new team is going to be? First of all, there was a report that he's considering Minnesota. That's ridiculous. Minnesota has Kirk Cousins with one of the largest cap hits in the league, and Watson's going to make $35 million next year. They're not going to have both those guys on the same team. Are they going to cut Cousins? No. Uh, the Texans want Cousins? No. Now, Tampa, I could see Tampa being interested. I do not think they would trade him to Tampa because if, if Watson said, I'll go to Tampa nowhere else, they could say, well, we'll cut you and you'll probably have to go to Detroit. You know, they want to get picks. I would guess Carolina, the teams that have been interested, Panthers have the sixth overall pick. Denver's is behind them. If I'm Watson, I try to get it where I can go to the Broncos. Then people say, well, what about Aaron Rodgers? I believe Aaron Rodgers will have an extension. They're doing everything he wants. Last year, all this started because they wouldn't give him the extension he wanted. Then it was leaked to Adam Schefter. He might retire, creating a huge controversy. I think he'll be back with an extension, which means that uh, Deshaun Watson and Jimmy Garoppolo would be the two quarter, most prominent quarterbacks to be uh, traded. And Watson still has 22 civil suits. He's supposed to get deposed next week. The plaintiff's attorney, uh, Tony Busby, can keep him for 42 hours over a period of days. Some attorneys here think, well, this means Watson will settle instead of sitting through that. But if he were going to settle, why wouldn't he already have done it? That's a great question, and I don't blame him. I mean, you know Busby, you know him a lot better than we do, but I would assume he's going to use every minute of that 42 hours if he gets that opportunity. That's what he's told people, and and I think that it'll get settled, but I think if the league year begins March 16th, they're not going to be able to trade him then. I think this will get close to the deadline. Watson knows if he doesn't settle, if he waits for this to be played out in court, he could miss another season, possibly two more seasons, which means his career could be over. People close to him have told me he's stunned that he didn't get to play this past season. And people say, well, he got paid. Yeah, he got paid, but he wants to play. And he doesn't want to miss two seasons. So I'm thinking he'll get to settled at some point. They will uh, look at the teams that are interested, take the best offer that he will approve. And since Carolina 
is close to his hometown in Gainesville, Georgia, and Denver, which is loaded, would seem to me the two most likely destinations. Because if he wanted to go back to Miami so he could live in South Florida, that team could be hit with some heavy penalties, like loss of number one picks, if those charges by Brian Flores, uh, the owner Stephen Ross, offered 100000 a game to tank, if they could be proved true. You know, that's a, a whole different twist to the situation that I don't think many people have considered. And the Texans now added to the lawsuit that Brian Flores has against the NFL and, and certain teams. Ultimately, from the Texans' standpoint, where how do they defend themselves where they had David Coley and they end up with Lovey Smith not hiring Brian Flores? What's the thought process from the Flores legal team to add in the Houston Texans other than just to add in somebody else? Well, they haven't been added yet. There was a report over the weekend on Pro Football Talk they would be. They haven't been yet, and I'm sure they will be. And Brian Flores is charging they would have hired him if not for the lawsuit, which is a crock. We were writing, I was writing and broadcasting way before the lawsuit. They were going to hire Josh McCown. He was not going to get hired, and they were hiring McCown. Then they pivoted from McCown to Lovey Smith. So um, he can argue that all he wants. It's just not true. They had Josh McCown ready to hire. John, when you look at uh, Lovey Smith and and the way he got hired and everything that happened, and Josh McCown was a guy until, you know, public opinion switched and moved and and whatever happened there. Do you think the Texans, though, have, after saying all that, may have stumbled into a pretty good hire? They might have. And and one thing about Lovey Smith, when he was in Chicago, if you throw out his first year, he was twenty four games over five hundred. Fired after the ten and six season, coach of the year, took the team to the Super Bowl, lost to the Colts. Then he goes to Tampa. He takes over the worst team in the league. They get the number one pick. He they draft Jameis Winston. They start him as a rookie. They improve by four games. They were six and six at one point, and then he gets fired after a four game improvement. I think if he hadn't gone to the University of Illinois, he would have had a chance to get a job quicker. You know, it's not a sexy hire. But when you look at his career and how it evolved, he did really well. He did really well in Chicago. He did well enough to improve by four games in uh, Tampa, and then he got axed. And he said, "I have unfinished business as a head coach in the NFL." And I use it as an example that someone's trying to go from downtown Houston to the Woodlands out I-45. They get lost on 610. They turn them 290. Then they get on the Sam Houston Tollway, and eventually. They get to the woodlands, and it all works out because they get where they were going. They just took a roundabout route. <laughs> it's kind of like Joe Reinagle's trip exactly. today out here to Texas Cheer on Highway 90 in Montgomery. John McClain of the Houston Chronicle joining us here on the Blitz as he does every Thursday. Well, a two-part question. One, your your overall thoughts on the way the Super Bowl was uh, uh, played out, and then the conversation immediately after with Matt Stafford. Does that get him a gold jacket? No, absolutely not. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, See that, Ryan Engel? Did you hear that, Ryan Engel? I heard it. He wasn't even the MVP. I don't. He's not going to the Super Bowl without another – I mean the Hall of Fame without at least another Super Bowl. And – it's like I don't buy Sean McVay retiring. I don't buy Aaron Donald retiring. It's just those guys know what they do. 
when they create controversy like that. And I think their their egos can eat it up, and then they'll be back. Stafford had a really good game, great last drive, um, and I was happy for the Rams because they went all in. Bengals have a chance to get more, but you know what? The la- other than the Patriots, one time, no Super Bowl losers gone back other than since the Bills uh, in the early nineties. And then a Super Bowl winner, last time somebody won two in a row, the Patriots, after the 03 and 04 season. So it's hard. So the odds are we're not going to see either team in Super Bowl uh, 56. Well, odds are we probably won't see the Texans there either or the Cowboys at this <laughs> hey, point hey, in time. Hey, hey. So <laughs> Cowboys. It's off season. It's Cowboys. Cowboys got a better chance than the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> John, uh, one of the other stories that I think is going to be interesting to follow this offseason is Kyler Murray. He has deleted the Cardinals from all his social media, apparently has demanded uh, that the organization do a bunch of things, including come hell or high water, trade for C.D. Lamb. How silly and immature is that? What does he it, think he ridiculous. is, Aaron Rodgers? Uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson? Uh, I don't think so. He's showing his immaturity, and I wouldn't give him a $40 million a year contract right now. I'd say come back and have a good full season. Don't fade at the end. It's like I tell Cliff Kingsbury. You know, Cliff Kingsbury wanted him. He designed the offense around him, and they gave him DeAndre Hopkins. They gave him some other weapons. They added to the defense. He needs to quit being a baby and man up. <laughs> Well said. The General, John McLean. Make sure you follow him, him on Twitter at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. John, I always appreciate the insight. We'll visit next week. Jason, Joe, thank you guys very much. Hope you have a great rest of the week. Thank you, John. John McLean of the Houston Chronicle. Love that guy. Me Are you too. kidding me? That guy is unbelievable. And, you know, he just, what I love about him, he doesn't care what you think. He's going to tell you what he thinks, though. Well, you know, and I, he's usually right. I, I and what what I what I really love. This is you. How long have you been working here? Two months, five weeks, six something weeks, like that. Right? Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. You know. Have Have you? Has John McClain said? Yeah, you know what, Joe? You're pretty smart. Well, I mean, yeah, typically, he, he agreed yeah, with yeah, me yeah, yeah, a couple uh, times. You know, yeah. on, on Monday, uh, Matt Stafford is a Hall of Famer. Now he won a Super Bowl. I'm just saying. I wait. <laughs> now, wait a minute. If you're going to quote me, don't don't misquote me. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, you did. Oh, really? I didn't say he was. A, I didn't say he was a Hall of Famer. Uh huh. I didn't, I never said. Let's check the tape. We will check the tape. You couldn't sound any older than that <laughs> see, either. We'll see, check here, the tape. Here's the deal. Unlike the Cowboys, uh-huh. I'll release my data. Uh, <laughs> really? Uh huh. From your work phone. <laughs> yeah don't go into my personal email yeah, right? there you go yeah exactly hey uh, we're out here at texas tier liquor store number three rudy J has stopped by uh yeah oh we're, we're not supposed to tell people you're not here rudy J is not here we're, we're the only ones that knew the assignment though with the jacket where's your jacket in my car, it's I'm not jacket weather. It's, it's, it's not jacket weather. It's it's cold in here. I'm sitting by all this fireball, my friend. I am fine. <laughs> <laughs> so Rudy may or may not be here at Texas Cheer. Depends on if Anna is listening or not. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, and we've got a big announcement that we'll uh, tell you about coming up. The really good news for yeah. you Texas cheer fans that live up I-10. We'll get into that as we continue here on the Blitz. But coming up, What's on Tap, brought to you by Sam's Burger Joint. Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch with me on Halftime tomorrow at noon. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 1033 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. I'm Jason Minix. He is Joe Reinagle. I just got a nice uh, present from a good friend of mine. Who may or may not be here? Who may or may not be here. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it looks a lot like Rudy, but it, it may or may not be. I know. <laughs> is there video evidence? Somehow I imagine here at Texas Cheer Liquor, there is lots of cameras right there, in this baby. place. Yeah. I can see four, five, oh, look, they're all up there on that big screen. Oh, wow. Everybody can see what's going on in here. I don't see Rudy, though. I, I, uh, you don't? That may or may not be Rudy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good film. Can we get a close There's up? Probably a timestamp. You know, because I don't, I don't know who that one guy is with that big ass bald spot. But I gotta fix that. I discovered that in uh, Los Angeles. Because Jimenez, oh, don't grab the headphones yet, because you're not here, and we got to do what's on tap. Brought to you by Sam's Burger Joint. The Blitz wants you to know what's on tap. Brought, brought to you by, by Sam's Burger, Burger Joint. Joint. Oh, we're ready for the weekend because, uh, well, I'm off tomorrow. So today is my Friday. It is your Friday. Absolutely. We are going to do that. What's on tap? Always brought to you by Sam's Burger Joint online at samsburgerjoint.com. They've got live music tonight with the Church of Cash. Nice. All of us uh, college dads feel like that sometimes. We Absolutely. Are the Church of Cash or the Dad ATM. Uh, Houndmouth is going to be out there on Friday night, Saturday night in Nuevo. And they've got uh, a, a trio of dudes out there on Sunday there at Sam's Burger Joint. That should be good. Of course, the rodeo continues tonight, right? The stock show and rodeo. Ludicrous is at the stock show and rodeo tonight. Green Hall, you got the Adam Johnson Band. Comedy Club's rocking tonight with J.R. de Guzman. De Guzman? Sure. He's there yeah. through Sunday. Through Sunday, yeah. And Paper Tiger has bad sons, as in sunshine. Not. Like Not the Ryan sons. Angle boys. Right. Yeah. I don't have any, but they probably would be. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was thinking about you and Randy, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll go from there at the AT&T Center on Friday night. You got the Rodeo and Night Ranger. Night Ranger? Yeah, I don't know They're who still around? Is. Who is that? Yeah, like from the 70s. Oh, really? Yeah. Rock? Huh? Maybe. I think I played Night Ranger when I worked at KZ back in the day. Night Ranger. Uh -huh. Rock and roll? Uh, yes. Right. So there's a comedian on Friday night with a last yeah. name that I can't pronounce. Who is it? Maniscalco. Yeah, Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. Um, they've even added a second show, uh, the Majestic Theater. If you see Rob Thompson down there, buy him a beer because he'll be thirsty. Flores Country Store has Carson Jeffrey. Green Hall has Jamie Lynn Wilson and Caitlin Butts. Jamie Lynn is awesome. Uh, down on St. Mary's Strip at, how do you say that pledge? Jandros? Garden patio? I've never heard of Jandros. Wandros. The Wandros? Wandros. Wandros. Yeah, yeah over at Wandros. Uh, they're, they're having a big thing out there. Yeah, uh, dude, that looks like fun. Pledge, the last one. Pledge, can you just read that whole thing for me? 
What, what's happening out at Wandros? Oh. There's a reason you put this on the page. So, my friend, you will have the uh, pleasure, pun intended, of reading it. Good Lord. Now you got to make me pull up my what's on tap because I'm, I'm never involved in this. So, as the, let's as see. the producer, you should always be ready. Dude, I'll read that. I'm not afraid Wandros to read that. Garden no, I... Patio at St. Mary's Strip, the third annual rodeo. Join us for our third annual Red Room Rodeo. Cowgirl fetish and burlesque acts. So what is that cowgirl fetish? Is that if you you a cowgirl kind of gets you hot? I have no idea. I imagine chaps no, are involved. I, I you know. Wow. Pledge likes to say assless chaps on the radio. And okay. I thought he was gonna go there. That's why when I saw that written on the page, that was Pledge raising his hand saying, I want in, I want it, even though he claims to have not been. Afraid. I bet you Pledge will be there Friday night. Well, absolutely. So, hey, if you see Pledge there, buy him a beer, okay? <laughs> I think there you need a yeah. shot. <laughs> Saturday night, stock show and rodeo. You got Tim McGraw out there for two shows, one at 1 o'clock, one at 7 o'clock. Jack Ingram sold out at Green Hall. You can't go there. At the Aztec Theater, you got Walleye. You know who Walleye is? I've heard of Walleye. Okay, well, I haven't. Floor's Country <laughs> Store, you got John Wolf. The Majestic Theater is Drew Lynch, and then at the Alamo Dome, you know they have that that separate theater over there, uh -huh. right? At the Alamo Dome, you got Valentine's Super Love Jam. It's featuring Zap, Midnight Star, Rose Royce, Tierra, Manhattan's Heatwave, GQ, Peaches and Herb. Oh my goodness! Dude, I'd go see that. Are you kidding? Reunited, and it feels so good. <laughs> Plus the moments. It's odd that that was Indy running to be our theme song on the Blitz, but we uh, thought better of it. Yeah. AT&T Center for the Rodeo on Sunday. Ramon Ayala has the 7 o'clock show. Mickey Guyton, the 1 o'clock show. The Majestic has Tim Dillon. A real hero. Uh-huh. South Austin Moonlighters are playing out at Green Hall. Tobin Center has Shen Yun. Take for Tiger has pairs and neighborhood brats. Did you see the Aztec Theater? Did you read that one? I skipped right over it. Why'd you do that? The under oath voyeurist. Sure. AKA totally Rich Dalrymple. <laughs> the fighting Rich Dalrymples. Yeah. Well, he wasn't under oath. Sorry, Rich. Uh-huh. Uh, AT&T Center on Monday night at the rodeo. Do you know who Little Big Town is? Yes. You're a country guy. Absolutely. Little Big Town, Pledge, yes. Do you know who Little Big Town is? Oh, yeah. They are the inspiration for the part of the Blitz Open. I didn't realize that, even though I knew that. Part of the, okay. Somebody they also sing me. that song, uh, Motor Boatin', right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I haven't heard that one. That sounds like a perfect rodeo I'm song. I'm right, aren't I, Pledge? Pledge. <laughs> I don't I'm know. Telling you the... <laughs> but I'm going to go try and find it now. Well, I hear, and I was trying to hear our open as a real song because somebody said, hey, you know, your your theme song is going to be at the rodeo. And I thought they were talking about Trombone Shorty. I don't know who Little Big Town is. Little Big but Town. But when we were in Nashville, everybody in Nashville was playing that song, and it's just a fun drinking song. I'm telling you, you know, you guys. But motorboating. That's motorboating, I'm yeah. telling you. I'd like to hear that song. Pledge, Pledge. and find it for us, I guarantee you. All right. 
Where are we at, Monday night? Where are we? <laughs> uh, well, in the Tobin Center, Theory of a Dead Man, which, wow. depending on how the boss feels about this segment, the motorboating stuff, uh, might, might be apropos what's happening on Tuesday. Tuesday, AT&T Center, of course. The Stock Show and Rodeo continues. Three doors down. We'll be playing that night. Green Hall, you got Michael Cross and Joanna Howerton. And then San Antonio, Texas Showcase at the LOL Comedy Club. Uh, Wednesday, next Wednesday, as you're planning ahead... It sounds like a really good night at the stock show, uh, stock show and rodeo. Yeah, you know, kind of a red dirt night. Um, they'll probably fill this place up. You, they call it Texas Storytellers, but you're going to have Kevin Fowler, Jack Ingram, Corey Morrow, Mike Ryan, and Colby Cooper. That's that's one hell of a lineup for yeah. That'd the be fun. And, and I'm guessing with all of those, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess they're all gonna be sitting on that stage, spinning around, doing like song swap. That'd be fun. That, I, I mean, because Jack is a great storyteller. Kevin Fowler, Corey Morrow. I, yeah. I mean, that'll be fun. Wednesday night, I might actually make the rodeo. Wow, I'm now interested. Well, here a week from next Wednesday night, I could make the rodeo. No. Yeah. No, I think I think this Wednesday night you still have to go to work. Right, I'm saying a week from that Wednesday. Yeah, but you the rodeo is going to be long gone. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying I could make you, it. You will, you will soon have a life. I What's will, the yeah. Ryan Eagle retirement it. countdown from Ken's Five? How many shows are you down to? Uh, eight. Eight. Popper Ryan Eagle, who gets it first? Tw- Twenty-four minutes of TV time left for Mr. Ryan Eagle. <laughs> Well, I've got to I've got to jump on Pop because he's off for the next what eight days, seven days, eight days, yeah, yeah. Hey, Gladys Knight's going to be at the Tobin Center next Wednesday. Oh well, that's cool. That's really cool. Wow, very nice. See, I'm going to be watching Red Dirt Music, and Rudy's like Wednesday, Gladys. Very nice. A lot of good stuff happening. Absolutely. What's on tap? Always. There you go. By Sam's Burger. Little Park. Big Town, right here. This is. I'm not this super is No. There are some dudes. What the hell is this? Listen, this is the song. Sing to me. Listen. Girl. Listen, listen. See that dog did I tell you? <laughs> Dude. Thank you. Uh, all I know is I, I've now heard two of their songs <laughs> and they all sound like they'll be fun as hell when you're when you're drunk as hell. I guarantee you that's fun and I guarantee you, <laughs> yeah, just, that's fun. Just stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we're at Texas Cheer Liquor today. <laughs> I was going to see where you were going to transition. Because you know, you're going to have to do all this stuff tomorrow. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. So where are we at? We're done. We're I've got nowhere else to go. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> man, brother. I have no idea. We're at Texas Cheer Liquor. And we're having a great time out here. We got free samples going on over here. A lot of people are they liking that coconut stuff, right? What's it called? <laughs> yes, coconut sky. Coconut sky. Yes, they're liking that. Well, well, I've seen a lot of people come by and try it. It's free. Well, that, that's there's that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and when you sample it, then you buy it. Yes, I mean that's that. And look, there's like a menu of a, a gazillion drinks. Based on that, you know, you could mix it with just about everything. And it's going to be good. Yeah, all, I saw all the it. Different there was like recipes. ice cream and everything. Yeah, she had over there recipes for. Interesting. Yeah, good stuff. All right. What are we going to talk about in the six? That was a hour? fun segment. Are you sure? <laughs> all right. Joe needs to catch his breath. Yes.
think about where he's going. Rudy J may or may not be here. He may or may not join us coming up next here on The Blitz. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. I'm Jason Minix. He is Joe Reinagle. We are live out at Texas Cheer Liquor, number three on 90 and Montgomery. We're here for another hour. Plenty of free samples. Come by and see us. Rudy J has showed up here. And I got to tell you what, the Texas Cheer, they're growing. They're growing. Normally, we had talked to AD, the owner here. Yeah. But he was busy. He had to leave here to go put ink on a paper for a lease on number five. Nice. Which is going to be opening up uh, in the uh, hopefully in the next three months. Uh, number five will actually be in Kendall County, east of Bernie on Highway 46, near Cordillera Ranch. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Where is it? That's uh, where Ryan Eagle hangs out. No, I don't hang out there, but I, I would like to hang out there. It's where Jimmy Walker lives. Yeah. Oh, the the PGA. George Strait yeah. lives out there, too. Oh. Yeah, George Strait George lives Strait the lives there to too. go out there. Yeah. Prices might be a little different out there. Yeah. yeah. It. yeah. yeah. It's here. But they'll have more Blantons for you. Yeah, yeah, they'll have to fully stock that. That's yeah. for sure. No, congrats to AD, man. Because, um, again, when I started, he had two. Now he's wow. up to five. That's great, man. Yeah, when he started sponsoring me, he only had two. So for him to get to five in this little bit of time, 2020 was good to him. They well, were essential. Well, I, I mean, yeah, they, they were essential. But you know what? I, I mean, all of us go to a lot of places, right? Right. And, you know, but when you find your spot, you go to your spot. Absolutely. And, and AD, the way these are all set up, where, you know, A, I can't imagine they don't have what you want when you walk in here. Right. But... I've heard you say in your commercials a lot, but I've got friends that have done it. If there's something kind of rare or hard to find, if he doesn't have it, he'll get it for you. Absolutely. Yeah, he'll he'll order it. He has no problem doing that. I had him order me some stuff before. but We're not talking for, Mad Dog. Yeah, no, not He'll that. order good stuff for people. No, 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 not that. But, no, he, uh, it's crazy, man. This one's huge. Yeah, this one's Number big. Number three's yeah. big. Yeah. It's big. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, and they've got Blanton's on the shelf here. You saw that? Yeah. yeah. It's right over there. That's why I put the photo of that on, on the socials. When are y'all going to crack y'alls? Um, I'm going to this weekend. So Really? Party Absolutely. at Ryan Eagle's house. No, I'm not, I don't you share. Don't I'm not saying I share. <laughs> you won't even be here. That's true. So you got the show tomorrow. Who are you doing the show with tomorrow? I think Jimenez is going to tag along. Uh, I will be here for three hours. I got to hear this. Yeah. This should be fun. Well, you know, I've got a lot to talk to that young man about. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Just slap him around. Oh, I will. I mean, you know, take in Los Angeles. Oh, hell. I didn't mean to start at the minute <laughs> bash session. I, I mean, it, 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 it is never what it stops. Is. Really um, and, and, you know, he just, a, a thought comes into his head no matter what you're talking about, it's there. And Ryan Eagle, we'd sit at the kitchen table drinking, he'd just slap him around some. So tomorrow's going to be a very entertaining yeah. three hours of radio. Yeah, for sure. You know, but I'll I'll be back on Saturday night. So if you're opening up the Blantons, uh, and I'm probably going to need to drink after what I've got to do on Saturday morning. So I I, I think I'll. What do you I'll have come. to do? Well, yeah, I may. Well, yeah, you can tell Rudy what you got. What do you got to do Saturday morning? Honey, do? No. Well, Mama, do. Uh, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> my dad passed away two years right, ago. Right, right. My mom called earlier this week. Uh huh. She is ready to clean out his closet. It's, it's going to be a tough day. That's going to be tough. It's, yeah. uh, they, they, and, and, you know, it's interesting, and, and my mom's 
closet there is you know, or their 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 master bedroom he had his closet she had hers so his door's just been shut for the last two years right uh really so it's not like she's going in and you know it's so like, she didn't like even go in there yeah I, I mean but in Colleen they opened up a new veterans uh center for homeless veterans and there was an article in the, oh, in the paper they needed stuff. and she read it and she decided okay that's what we're going to do with the stuff but she can't do it so she called me and said, well, I have to come do it. Let me ask you this, man, because you, we found out on Radio Row this year, you know, there was years where Radio Row was about cannabis. Uh-huh. I feel like this year the theme was mental health. Yeah. This year, a lot, a lot right? of that. A lot, so, lot of that. as your friend, as uh-huh. a brother, are you ready to do something like that? I, it doesn't matter. Mom said it's time. I got to go do it. I don't know if I am or not, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, we got to check on each other. Yeah, absolutely. Because you got to remember, everybody heals differently uh-huh. with those things. Like some people, it's, you know, they're good in six months to a year. And then some people, it could take a decade. True. I, I mean, and, you know? and, and I, I like my brother lives up there, um, but he doesn't want to do it. So, so he lives there and he, doesn't, he wants well, no part and, of it. And, and I look at like my brother's, like I live in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. My brother helps my mom, if not every day, every other day, or, or whatever. So he's he's his his. Well, it's his, not like uh, you don't want to. You well, do have a well, yeah. full day yeah. every day. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, if I live there every day, it might be a little different. I'm kind of glad she's doing it because I was getting uh, impatient, if you will, if that's the right word, uh, on my mother about you know at some point you've got to you've got to start moving forward and living life again you let know me, let, find let, your new purpose yeah let me tell you something and I, this is from experience when I, I lost my dad about 10 years ago okay and when you do that you clean out a closet and get the clothes like, you're going to cry a little oh, absolutely. bit but you know what you're going to you're going to think of some really good memories absolutely and, and i think that's it man you're going to relive some try great to celebrate memories the life. absolutely and, and and you know quite try. honestly if, yeah. if i mean if my brother if i didn't want to or couldn't my brother would but I want to be a part of that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't want it to. Um, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. I, I, I know I, I've got to go home. I got I got to help with that. And you feel like, and also I think it helps because I feel like I don't know you, your dad, but he would want that. Yeah. To yeah. go to the vets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So and I think you know, that makes it a little I, easier. I, a little. I, I know initially when we talked about it, donating to Goodwill or Salvation Army or something, and whatever my mom read in the paper. Whatever she decided, and a lot of things in the last two years have just been. All right, she's made a decision, and we're going with it. Now, are uh, you going to try? Now, are you going to end up keeping some stuff? Probably. 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 Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I don't know what. No, uh, you won't know until you. Uh, yeah, until you're exactly. like, oh, I, and this I, one, and, there's going to be a couple items you're like, no, and, this and, needs I, to stay and with I might us. not ever wear. I mean, there's some, no, you know, yeah. but there, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, you know, but but yeah. So Friday night, I'm going to a concert up in in Austin, and then Saturday is going to be a very interesting day. And you It'll might be, be a little hungover. Might be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get hungover, man. Yeah, Miller like no hangover. It's like <laughs> drinking two gallons of water. Uh-huh. <laughs> drinking two gallons of water normally. You know, I gotta tell right. you, and and not to change the yeah, subject, no, go ahead. but for the first time since I've known this guy that I can remember. He drank something other than Miller Lite. The, uh, the Crown we 18. Yeah. yeah. But, of course, it was something that's $200. Dude, that's what, that's, what we, well, I mean, that's what we need to that request. That has nothing to do with it. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'll, AD's listening right AD, now. AD, yeah. we need that Crown 18. Yeah, it's here. Crown 18. It's here? No, it's not here. 
I texted him. Oh, you did? Yeah, but she might not know it's here. Oh, he said oh. it's here. <laughs> oh, he said it's here. Yeah, it's what he said, said I mean, because it's 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 a new product. I didn't realize that was a I new product. I didn't know it was new. And, and so Crown 18, I don't know if it debuted at the Super Bowl party that we were at, Ah, but it's a new thing that Crown yeah. is putting out hey, there. Joe now, and there's I, some Crown 9 over there. No, no, no. Um, we need that 18. Yeah. Joe and I went crazy on that. Yeah, we... Uh, I don't know. I think we had about five apiece. We camped out at that. Yeah, session. after we found yeah. out, we just stayed there. <laughs> well, actually, let's be and honest. It was free. Let, yes. Let's be honest. Um Rudy, you should get like a Crown 18 Salesman of the Year plaque, at least a shirt, <laughs> maybe some golf clubs, because nobody knew what it was. And, and, and quite honestly, with all the stuff there, um, there, there were so many different things, and a lot of people weren't going over because they saw a Crown, and then they saw some of the other stuff over here. So right. you're not, you're, you're, you know, at a party like that, it's kind of like you guys making fun of me for for Miller Lights, you're not drinking regular Crown at that party when no. everything else is there. Rudy's out there waving people over. Hey, yeah. you got to try this. I mean, you <laughs> know, he, he, he's like, you know, when you walk into Sam's and, and the guy selling direct <laughs> yeah. TV, he's like, hey, sir, how's your day? I mean, that was Rudy just bringing people hey, over. Talk about your boy put me on. What's uh, is it is, is it Shapiro or Shapiro? Shapiro, Shapiro. or Shapiro, Shapiro, depending on who you Shapiro are. Shapiro told me. Uh huh. He told me to. He's like, you know how he is. He's yeah. very. Blunt, very up. Yeah, yeah he's an yeah. East Coast dude. Yeah, he told he's me, Philly. pour that out what you're drinking. Come with me. Uh-huh. And after I came with him, I recruited more. It was like a... It was like one it was of those like uh, pyramid scheme. Pyramid you, you, scheme. You were, you were exactly. just trying to get everybody on there. Well, you, you recruited it, me over there. But you were doing everybody and we a stayed. favor. And we stayed. They were well, giving well, us well. the sexy cube ice. Uh-huh. That's right. You know? And we were smoking good cigars. Melania, Oliva Melanio. Then we went to the Cohiba. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a top-notch night. Yeah, yeah. well, it, it, although Joe didn't necessarily stay there the whole night, he would walk around and check out other things there. I was never that far away, though. Well, you weren't that far away. No, I, I was. But, I, I could see well, the booth. I, at least I he was gonna... there. At least he didn't leave at nine and say <laughs> and say he thought it was eleven. <laughs> Rob, Rudy Rob, J getting an NIL deal from Crown. Yeah, when Rob woke up and said. Man, my my watch was on Central yeah, Time. Ain't none of us believe him. Nobody buys that. Nobody's buying that. <laughs> Nobody's even, buying Even that. though it might actually be true, they ain't nobody buying Come that. Come on. You realize, hey, I haven't been at this party very long, Dude. but my watch says 11. I, I was feeling so good. I didn't know Jason bought me a T-shirt. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I, I'm just glad you remember to take the stuff out of the car, unlike Rob. Wait a minute, dude. You bought T-shirts? <laughs> yeah, that T-shirt you got. You bought those? Well, yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm not going to a party like that and not helping out the cause. I didn't know you bought it. Well, that's that's well, great. It, well, and also, you. as I was walking out, because I was as we were leaving, you guys had the Uber, and I hadn't seen her all night, but I ran into Katie Steinberg, and so it was over there in in that area, and they started to because we closed the who place is Katie down. Katie Steinberg for the Lee, listeners. Lee Steinberg's daughter. Okay, and um, who I've known for forever and ever since and she ever. was a kid. Yeah, and uh, um, and they were packing up the stuff, and the lady said, hey, we only have a couple of T-shirts left. The happy um, dad. Um, that thing is crazy. I don't Go even ahead. know what that is. We'll get into Go that. Ahead. But yeah, yeah like, I want to get they into only, that. They only have a couple left, uh-huh. and and so I, I bought I bought the uh, – and it worked out size-wise for what we needed for the group, except for Michael Jimenez, who was a little butthurt. He didn't get one, but they you only – buy MJ one? <laughs> dude, there were, there, was, there were three shirts left. Oh, me, you, and Joe. Yeah. My man, I made the <laughs> cut. My man. I yeah. made the cut. Because I got – I was like – I woke well, up from a nap. If they would have had three extra large, then you wouldn't have got yeah, one. I wouldn't have got one. So I, woke, I wake up. I hear you guys come in from Radio Row. I wake up. I look at my bag. I'm like, oh – 
I got a shirt. <laughs> and I walk out, and Jason's like, that's a nice shirt. You're welcome. I was like, oh, you well, bought you, 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 you thanked me the night before. I did? But, I mean, but you have an issue, uh, a, a habit of falling asleep in the car. Here we go, dude. The, yeah. the, the listener knows. I, I, I'm just saying. All right. So it, it doesn't surprise me you don't remember us already having this conversation. Right. I don't. <laughs> Dude, you remember. know you sing us all to sleep, too, bro. Bro. You don't just fall asleep, dude. You I've been telling the sales staff, can y'all get me a CPAP endorsement? I need it all in right. the worst way. So if you work in the sleep field. Rudy, will I will come. I will sleep at your facility. Contact, I need the machine. Contact me. Let we'll me know. Yeah, we'll get the people minutes. talking to people, and, and we'll make it work. We'll I get need a, a sleep CPAP, study. man. Come on. Dude, you don't want one of those. Yes, I do. My yeah. wife and my daughter, because my three-year-old still sleeps with us, so they would all, they rush to sleep before me. Well, so does it, everybody in the house you know, that shares one with us. I mean, you, although, I, when I was a fat dude, I had one of those. I never, I went to bed with one on, never woke up with one on. What, you would take it off in your sleep? Apparently. It's a mask on your face. Yeah. I no, could, I could never get used to it. I mean, I felt like I was going to fly an F-18 or something. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You had a friend of and mine, then, and then when it starts to half come off your face, all that air is just blowing in your in your eyes and in your nose, and it wakes you right up. Well, I had a friend oh. of mine used to wear it, and he you'd see him early in the morning, still have the marks. <laughs> yeah. Of the, oh, yeah, see that? on his face. Y'all are know? talking me out of. Yeah. yeah. But, well, you know what though? If y'all have heard me sleep though, yeah, yeah I need right. one, and, and you yeah. need one. So if you got to deal with marks on your face and uncomfortableness, if that keeps you right. alive. Then, then that's what you have to do. <laughs> no, my wife. No, well, my wife recorded me one night. Oh, that's and the worst. I listened. That's the worst. And like it was like three, four seconds where I'm literally not breathing. <laughs> yeah. oh, three or four, you're good. You know, fifteen or thirty. That's that's when you got to worry. Yeah, man, I need one. You're gonna so. sound like you got an apartment over by the airport. It's <laughs> Rudy. But it sounds like a 1963 plane. It don't sound like a new plane. Exactly. <laughs> 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 prop planes. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. So, and I'm so you sound more like a Harley. And the thing that I feel bad about is when I go to sleep on a plane, and my wife's oh. not with me. Oh yeah. So I don't know. And you know, each plane we took was full. No seats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the person next to me probably wanted to stab me. <laughs> you know what? I'm a nice guy on a plane. If I see the dude nodding off and he's starting to snore, I wake him up. That's not cool. That That's is. not cool. That is not good. That is not airplane etiquette, Jason. I think it is. No, it's not. At Rudy J. Uh, at, at Jason. Dude, at let's talk about, airplane, let's right. talk about airplane etiquette. If the dude next to you is snoring, is it okay to wake him up? No. no you just give no. him a little nudge. It's not like you try to wake him up. You just kind of shift him out of that, tell that me, snoring sleep. Please tell me you're kidding. Well, maybe you pretend like there was a little turbulence. You're like, oh! Oh, man, just a, just a little nudge. They're still asleep. They just... Adjust their head and neck, Jason, and they please stop tell snoring. Me you're no, wow, no, you, that, that Shelton, that's good airplane etiquette. Yeah, this is Greg Shelton who flies once every ten years. <laughs> Greg I, Shelton, I, 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 do I that to you if you're sleeping in your bed, probably. No, hey. no Jason, uh, Shelton will fully wake me up. Yeah, with, he with would. A I mean, bucket of water. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt you're alive. <laughs> so I'm not checking to see if you're dead, but you're annoying, and you know, and if I'm hearing you over my headphones. Then you're worse than That's the baby wild, scream. Because yeah. I, you know, there's nothing you can do about a screaming baby. You just feel bad for the parents. I've right? heard people get upset with babies. Well, people, yeah, but those people. <laughs> I mean, dude. I mean, but what what can you do about a baby, right? Nothing. Um. So I mean, while it can drive. be annoying, and it is annoying. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Drive. 
you know, a little Benadryl. I mean, there's some things you can do, but I'm Rub saying. Rub some Hennessy on his gums. You know, I, but, but again, a, a crying baby, while it's annoying, I always feel bad for the parents because they know. They're already I, embarrassed. Yeah, they, yeah. they unless they're doing nothing. But uh, but most of the time, people are trying to get the baby calm. But, you know, dude snoring like you do on a plane? Um, hey, man. Jason, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> if you woke me up and I didn't know you from a can of paint, they, they might have to land the plane. They might have to land the plane. like, oh, was it snoring? Sorry, man. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd be like, I mean, because I'm embarrassed. I, mean, <laughs> I would say my bad. When, when people wake me up when I'm snoring, I'm like, oh, was I because really sorry? When I got off the plane and my wife picked me up, she was like, did you go to sleep? I was like, both flights. Yeah, well, dude, she was had, like, she had was soul so, stains going dude, through your she beard, was so man. so mad. She was like, babe, you know how you sleep. And you went, I was, what am I supposed to do? I was, I didn't go to sleep the night before. <laughs> you you changed your flight to a 7 a.m. thing. Of course you were going to sleep on that plane. We're not going into it, but you know I had to get home. Yeah, you did. You did. We're not going to get into why. Oh, no, I no. We, I wasn't going to bring no, that no, up. There no, will no. be a day for it. No, yeah. I don't it's think too so. Soon. I, I don't think so. It's all good, though, right? Yes. Oh, it's, no, no, it's, no. It's, yeah. it's, it's all good. good. It's kind of like the Ray Lewis cigars, I, man. Some she, things you don't talk about. She needed 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> she needed 48 hours. <laughs> before. But yeah, I remember, yeah, when I got that news, I just started the show. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I trust me. When you call me at 6 a.m., I did. Right? Uh, like, like, not a text, but a frantic call, which you're making it very difficult now for us not to tell the whole story to the listeners because there's nothing worse yeah, than the inside the jokes. Worst. But we'll th- there was a frantic call we'll leave it for alone. help. <laughs> it's at too 6 soon. That had nothing to do with equipment or radio. Just no. say it. And I was like, Jason. <laughs> I need you. <laughs> and I had you. I, I, you did. Yeah, like, quick. I, yeah, all right. Quick. This is what we'll do. Yeah. Uh, nope. Even offered to. Yeah. yeah it was nope. Cool. Nope. It, it's it, it's all. Uh, you know what? I love so how, uh, how I love what's on tap. Oh, do you? I love what's on tap. Yeah. I know there's so much going on in I this know, city. right? Like, if you're not really, like, just on entren- entrenched in social media. Like Green got to be making money hand over fist. Of course they y'all are. Meet, y'all mentioned Green like Friday, Saturday, well, Sunday. Dude, here's here's show. here's what impressed me when I first started doing that. I mean, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. But that's stuff on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I was like, dude, dude it's like there's stuff going on we every day. Open of the this week. Up well, a concert hall, right? Fellas. And 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 the reality is, well, I mean, a lot of expense in bringing in a lot of these bands. I mean, let, let, let's be honest. But uh, you know, the reality, and you know, not to put more work on James Pledger's face as he's giving me the look <laughs> right now. Uh, you know, Rudy, you know that look. Look at that, and the that, fact that his the, video is frozen on that look is even scarier. He's not smiling. It means something. But but you know, what's on tap started when there was something going on and both Rob and I were like, how did we not know about that? Mm-hmm. And we both would have gone. So that, that kind of started it. Now, Pledge just kind of, because he puts it all together. And and I'm not I'm not complaining, Pledge. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's become a lot of live music. But there are a lot of other events right. that we could incorporate in it, but it's just so much work to put yeah. together. Yeah, but that, that's kind of... But, you know, the gist of what are we going to do this weekend? Is there something cool that I'm not aware of? Like, uh, what's the band called, Motorboatin? Uh, oh, that's the Little Big Town. Little Big Town. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're playing on, on Monday. Or, you know, this comedian, the only reason I knew this comedian was coming. Sebastian it, Maniscalco. Is is because Rob's You're going, going in Austin. Yeah, Rob's going in Saturday. Rob's going night. in. in uh, 
uh, to the Majestic Friday. Ryan Eagle's going to see him Saturday in Austin because yeah. he's got a job that makes him work on Friday nights yeah. for now. Oh, that, that's that will, for now. That will end. But I don't even know who this dude is. Dude, they he's told funny me as hell. YouTube him on the airplane. He heard, is funny as hell. I've heard he's hilarious. Yeah. Rob's been trying to get me to go, so, yeah, I'm going to have to check him out at some Imagine point. Yeah. trying to Netflix. do this through a pandemic. Well, there was some live stream stuff, but we're past that pledge. Um, yeah, you know, but but again, though, I mean, there's other events. No, like, I mean, I wish my mom was going to be here. My, I didn't know Gladys Knight was coming. My mom still lived here. I'd take my mom to see Gladys. She loves Gladys Knight. I'd, I'd go see that, credits, man. man. I, fly her in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have two live endorsements in one segment, Jason. <laughs> All right, you give me a CPAP, we can talk about it. <laughs> give me a CPAP endorsement, we can discuss it. Well, you got to work on your Crown 18 endorsement, man. You're already working for the company. I know. I will figure it out. You know. Damn, it, that was a quick 23 minutes. It, it that was. It goes by fast. It, it works. It? All right, so what do we want to talk about in the next segment? Man, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Hey, you can't top there on interview. I know. That's good. I, Let's I talk about that. I thought y'all did a good job of uh, asking the the questions that y'all had questions on. Well, that's it. And, and again, I, I, I'm not having a guy on that wrote an article to read me his article. Uh, but right. there, there were a lot of questions that I had while reading the article. A lot of questions Joe had while reading the article on Rich Dalrymple and the Cowboys. I know it's Pulitzer, though. Huh? I don't know. Didn't you say it was Pulitzer Prize? Yeah, Pulitzer Prize. Pulitzer Prize? Yeah, it's one hell of an investigative yeah, reporter. He, yeah, so he's not like... He didn't do. He did all of his homework. Yeah, yeah. That means that everything that he put was a hundred percent correct. Uh, and he he I, probably I, no, has I, a lot of people helping him too. Yeah, there, oh, there, of course. There was right, some, right. some contributors. I I will say this: what he wrote in that article was a hundred percent correct with the information that he had. Right. You know the the Cowboys didn't provide him stuff, but an article like that, I imagine, went through not only ESPN editors but ESPN legal before it, it saw the light of day. The only thing that I have a little Charlotte. upset about it was the Charlotte thing yeah. because there's one guy. Yeah, there's out uh, of the thousands that watch that live right. stream, one guy. Right. So that that's um, the only issue I have. The 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 thing that I took from it, I know you gotta get out. I not I don't feel bad. I don't know what the term I should say. But for the Dallas media he threw them under the yeah, bus. Well, see, and, but but I get where they came from because we we deal with the Spurs, uh-huh. right? And we they dealt with their little scandal as far as like the Tony Barry situation, and that was one of those things where like you might bring it up, but you don't go. You throw Dalrymple under the bus as a Dallas media member, you may never get access again. Well, so I mean, there are some political. So you got to. That so that's what I'm saying for the but listeners. There's also having the factual evidence to back it up and. You know, he got a tip but you don't want to run from with a that. former right. executive and then finally got an affidavit seven years later, uh, one of those right. uh, nondisclosure agreements. So, you know, there's a lot of good people in the Dallas media that maybe they tried, but they couldn't come up with enough to go to print and, with. And it's one thing to criticize a coach, a player, but to throw his right man hand under the right hand man under the bus – Without all the evidence as a media member, you're not doing that. No. And I don't think fans understand that. Fans like, oh, well, why did you ask this? Why did you ask that? Like, this is my life. This is my job. You know what I mean? Because, like, he kind of threw them under the bus. Like, hey, this is an open secret. So he pretty much said all the Dallas media knew about this. They just yeah. chose not to tell y'all. Well, right. Which well, is, well, well, again, though, can they prove that's it? That's not you, you cool. Can't, you can't report on rumors. If you don't have some facts to back it up. I'll, and again, I'll, with the NDA, it took it took ESPN and a Pulitzer Prize-winning investigative journalist 
seven, well, seven years before it came out, but he said he worked on this for months. What did he say, in October, November when he started working yeah, on this? Yeah. yeah. And it comes out on February 16th? I'm defending our media brothers because that's a tough spot to be in. You know something like that, and you got to sit on it because you don't have enough. Mm-hmm. And you don't have access to get. And uh, you don't, enough. you don't, it's your like, Dallas Stars ain't going to cut it. If you don't have cowboy access, you don't have anything. True. <laughs> you know, so he kind of threw them under the bus, like y'all said. And Rich Dalrymple held the key. Mm-hmm. Is Jerry the Steven? Yeah. Uh, Will? Yeah. Dalrymple. Dalrymple. You didn't get to Jerry without going through Dalrymple. Period. End of, end of story. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into yeah. it because, uh, you know, it, it's interesting everybody's perspective on what what happened. Right. And, you know, what you were saying yesterday on halftime, what you heard us saying, what you were saying in the group chat, what you wrote on Facebook. We're going to bust some Rudy J. Balls <laughs> as we continue here on the Blitz Live. <laughs> Texas Cheer Liquor number three on 90 and Montgomery. He kicks me in the ass. What? Good Lord. What are you talking about? I love you, man. I love. Thank y'all for being here. I do a great job. <laughs> Rudy ain't going anywhere, man. More with Rudy J as we continue here on the Blitz. Second of takes the Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN twelve fifty and one zero three three FM. Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM twelve fifty one zero three point three FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. Rudy J from R and R in the morning hanging out with us as well here at Texas Cheer Liquor number three, mm-hmm. number five. The lease was signed today. The ink is now dry. It will open in about uh, three months or so out That's near awesome, Cordillera, man. which That's is awesome. awesome. You love watching good local businesses yes. grow. You see about you know we always talk about support local. Yeah. Texas Cheer is local, and uh, you know for to watch them go uh, uh, one and two, to get three, four. Now you know five is coming, and six will be here shortly. Absolutely, six will be here shortly. Uh, uh, he's not going to get mad at me for saying that. Six will be here shortly, but they had, right behind it. They haven't signed a lease yet. Follow yet. that cab. My yeah. wife's in it. Yeah, they. <laughs> <laughs> they are certainly uh, growing and good to see. It's a great local spot. Again, we're here for another thirty minutes or so. Now, next Thursday, we're going to be live out at the Roo Pub at yeah. Two Eighty One in yeah. Redmond Road. It's the station's fourteenth uh, birthday party. We're going to be out at the Roo. Jimenez is going to do halftime live out there. So go have lunch with Michael. Uh, we're going to be doing the Blitz from 4 to 7. Rudy's just going to be playing Good mayor morning. like he always does. Morning show. We don't get none of the cool stuff. <laughs> y'all right at the boardroom earlier. Uh-huh. You know, y'all get to do all the cool stuff. But 14 years. I remember. 14 years. Troy Aikman's going to be there next Thursday night. You're allowed to say that? Uh, Maybe. <laughs> I hope so. You dude, just did. Let me make sure I get there early. This dude, you do you know what you do when you say stuff like that? What? There's going to be a line out the building. That's Troy. Yeah. Yeah, you don't think they're there for Jimenez? Well, I think, is it Chip? Is that his name? Yeah. I think Chip don't mind you saying it. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) So do they have Troy's beer out there? They do. They do. Okay. They do. Good. I I don't, let's say, okay, we're going Thursday, right? And this ain't me just saying this just because it's like, I I don't make any money off the roof up. I could eat wings Wednesday night. Mm Mm-hmm. 20 of them. Mm-hmm. If I go in the roof Thursday, 
I'm getting wings. Dude, they're Absolutely. the best. I'm getting wings. Right? Because the wings you eat on Wednesday are going to go, crap, I should have just yeah, waited until tomorrow. Yeah, I should just wait until Rupa. Dude, they're huge. How it, how it All goes. the food is good. Like, that's it's delicious. It's man. rare to get good food at a bar. Normally at a bar, right. you're just trying to get something to sober up. But, like, they're like, you could, like, let's say you didn't drink. Mm-hmm. Like you can hit the roof for dinner. No, no question. Like, and I, again, I don't make any money off the roof. I'm just well, telling y'all the and, truth. Well, I, I appreciate and utilize their late night kitchen fairly often. Because most right? kitchens close at ten. They're like, ah, oh, kitchen's already closed. And, 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 kitchen's and, closed. I, You're and, open. And, and you think about the drive-through. I, 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 the roof pub for me, and and you guys have both been in San Antonio long enough, and any any longtime San Antonio type remembers Maggie's. Remember Maggie's? Yeah. Everybody would go to Maggie's late. Food was good. It was yeah. good. That that's what the roof pub is. Absolutely right. Uh, so you old school types, uh, two eighty one and Redland Road. Speaking uh, of food, we got to do grilling with the blitz. Let's yeah. Do it. I seen the I seen the pics. Right. Grilling with the blitz. Brought to you by Tri County Meat Market. So every Thursday, we give away a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market. So what we ask you to do is take photos of what was on your grill, upload the photos, and uh, we, we judge your meat, and we pick a winner. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, last night, my wife made some turkey thighs. I'm not in this did conversation, she win? I, I, I She did not win. I'm but not some in guy that actually smoked minutes. a turkey yeah. is in. Uh, Joe smoked with mesquite. That turkey looks good. That looks really good. Now... I didn't know turkey thighs were a thing, right? I knew chicken thighs were. I never heard of turkey thighs. You know, well, and like like wing stop became thigh stop because they you know, they, they ran out of wings, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, the thigh stop. <laughs> turkey no, thigh, turkey thighs aren't bad, right? How did you like them? I don't like turkey barely enough on Thanksgiving to enjoy it. Me neither. So me neither. It, it was good, but. It's not something that's going to be in our regular rotation. Okay. But I was impressed with how moist a uh, a, a, a turkey thigh is, is coming it, off the tree. Is it Juicy? like chicken? Is it is it dark meat? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, the thigh, thigh is thigh. dark. Okay. Yeah, yeah thigh right. is dark meat. Okay. Because yeah. I don't. Like, I didn't know turkeys had thighs. I don't like. They got big old legs, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you think I've about, had a turkey leg. You think Me about the, at the fair, you know, you think about how big that turkey leg is. So imagine the thigh. Okay, I got yeah. you. And I can see. I mean, it quite right honestly. It could have been one, and we could have shared it. Oh wow! Just saying. Right. Well, so who won? So Joe with his smoked turkey, and not me. Fifty dollar, yeah. not Ryan Eagle. It's weird to smoke a turkey, and it's not Christmas or Thanksgiving. It or, is for me. Or New I, Year's. I mean, dude, I can eat turkey all the time. You don't have to be Thanksgiving. It does for me. I would I would be all over that turkey right there. I'm looking. That one's sexy. Okay? Yeah, you it me? looks good. But again, though, I mean, you're halfway through it going. You know, where's the stuffing? Where's the, but she did make stuffing last night to go with it. Your wife? Yeah. Well, so you walked a into a home cooked meal, and you're comp- are, are you? No, I'm not complaining oh, at okay. all. It was good, but it's turkey, so it's not like, hey, this is going to be a new thing for us. So wait a minute, this was Joanna's first time on the Traeger. It was, and it was okay. She, In yep. two years, she's never fired it up on her own. No. Let me tell you a secret, Rudy. Talk to me. All night while she's cooking, Minix is looking at his app. Oh, geez, it's at this degree. It's at this degree. Oh, oh, no. Uh, no. Dude, he was he was spying on his wife. I wasn't spying <laughs> on my wife. He was spying on his wife cooking the turkey thighs. I, 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 I was believe. not spying on my wife. Dude, you were spying on your wife. No, I was checking the video camera to make sure the Traeger was yeah, going okay. that's right. Well, the, look, look, we're in R&R yesterday. Rob's phone going crazy. Mm-hmm. It's his Traeger telling him you need to clean me. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I was like, when's the last time you used it, Rob? He's like, I don't know, a year? 
A year? He's lying. You need to clean me. I was like, Jason tells his trigger a bedtime story. <laughs> Tucked it the, in. The little trigger that could. Put, put the cover back on <laughs> yeah. it last night. Cleaned it all up after the cook. Yeah, he, his phone was going crazy. And I was like, what is that noise? He's like, it's my trigger telling me to clean it. So the trigger His grease cool. trap is full. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, we're, I'm getting a, a tweet here. What's happening? They want to know the finish to why you called Minix at 6 o'clock in the morning. Nope. I'm just saying. Nope. I'll let you finish your Tri-County. I want, to, I want them to get their money. <laughs> Congrats, Joe. You win yourself a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market. You don't have look, to. No, you don't have to. Hey, look, look, we are very much an open book on this show. Uh, you and Rob are. But not everything is for public No, no, no. I'll tell you what happened. Uh, don't be careful. And it's only careful. because. Uh, just for you, It's Renee. only because my wife is. We're good. Uh, so sure? I'm. I don't fly. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing, though. Here, here's the thing. You're good now. You tell this story. <laughs> you might be back on the couch. She knows who she married. She married a comedian. She married an entertainer. Uh huh. Um. Right. And I'll tell. So I have to tell R and R tomorrow. We have. You know, people are in the. You car don't have to time. do this, man. It's cool. It's not a big deal. You, you, yeah. Um, I, I'm not. Big, I don't fly a lot. So, you know. When I go on these trips, uh, besides New York, because New York was last, 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 last minute, because not because, it just just the logistics of it didn't work out. So at last minute, I was able to go to New York. But whenever I do uh, work field trips, my wife will come. Like when I did Oxnard, my wife came Friday. I was there Sunday to Friday. She comes Friday. So we were doing the same thing because I got a buddy that lives out there that I pretty much raised. So she was going to come Thursday. I booked her flight in December. Like, hey, I'll book your flight for Thursday. We're good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I got the itinerary. Whatever. I don't. I'm just like, it's booked. Mm-hmm. I don't ever think about it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Thursday, we're on air. And I'm getting, my phone's going crazy. We're about to go on air. And my wife's like, hey, they're saying I don't have no ticket here. I don't have no ticket here. I don't have no ticket here. I'm like, okay, well, I'll start calling. And they're like, well, she's like, well, check. You know, our bank account to make sure the money went through. I check. I go to January 28th or whatever, when they, whenever it's supposed to have gone through. No money was ever debited from American Airlines. Mm-hmm. So, according to them, for whatever reason, American is terrible. I'll oh, never, it, deal, it, with this, the, this I'll never deal with them hey, again. For the record, this ain't American Airlines' fault. Yes, it is. No, it's not. They're supposed to let <laughs> yes. me know they don't take my money, Jason. I, like, they're, I, suppo- they're supposed to email me and tell me. We didn't. Your flight didn't go through for whatever reason. X, whatever reason. X, Y, Z. You never got a confirmation number. You looked at a flight, but you never booked it. I did book it. I gave all my information. But you didn't book the flight. You never got an email with a confirmation number. Okay, but if I put my, if I give you my credit card number with security code and date, and I hit boom, and then you send me an email with the itinerary, I don't. I, I what's the follow up? All right. Well, aren't they supposed to send me something saying, hey? We didn't, we didn't swipe your card after all, Mr. Johnson. You're, that flight is not available any longer. Whatever the case may be, I never got that email. So, long story short, my wife looking forward to it. She's into fashion. She was gonna go to fashion district. Whatever. There was no flight there. The day of flights are. If you know anything about flying, day of flights are stupid expensive, and she wasn't able to come to L.A. and. Uh, it was a long day and a half. Yeah, sure. It was a long day and a half. She, was, she wasn't sure. too happy with me. So uh, we'll go with it was American's fault. 
Uh, but <laughs> so so what do you so explain to me how why wouldn't they let your why wouldn't you follow up to your customer and tell them we didn't swipe your card, Mister Johnson? That flight's no longer available. I, I have if you're I, running a company and that how you would well, run well, it. I have never if I hit the the thing and it goes through and I get a receipt and an itinerary that that's a receipt. It, 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 something something happened there. It didn't go through. Well, it sounds like they canceled the flight. But they would right. they, they would email that you happened? that. No, there was a flight there. She just didn't have a confirmation number oh, or a ticket. Okay. There was a flight that left San Antonio and and landed in Los Angeles. Yeah, my wife. She wasn't happy. So at six o'clock in the morning in Los Angeles, <laughs> mind you. Uh, what party did we have on? And you're a rock star, dude. I don't know how you were able to hang. Wednesday, and, we didn't do much. Uh, <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> yeah. No, Wednesday uh, night? Yeah. What did we do Wednesday? Uh, yeah, I think Knob yeah, Creek uh, has something to do with Knob Creek disappeared, oh, right? Damn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, we'll leave that alone. So, so, uh, <laughs> so I forgot about that night. 6 a.m., my phone's ringing. It's Rudy. So I'm thinking there's, like, something wrong with the station. Rudy doesn't call. He texts, right? <laughs> Hello? Man, you gotta help me out. Well, so what's up, <laughs> dude? I'm in trouble. Let's, let's, you know, and I was like, all right, man. Let me. I'm I'm trying to find a flight for your wife. I'm I'm willing to pay for the flight. Yeah. Uh, just because you know, get her on a plane. You know, because I got your back. I mean, whatever. Because I can't imagine the phone call you got. She's at the airplane at the airport. Bags packed, excited, dressed, ready for a weekend excited. in L.A. And the lady's there going, you don't have a flight. Imagine a oh. husband being on the other end of that call. Oh, I put her on the phone. <laughs> she don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> they took my money. And then I looked. They didn't take my money. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, dude, I might have been a resident now, of Los Angeles. Now, <laughs> now, now here's, here's the thing. Because... I don't know how. I, screw well, it, man. It's out there now. So because Rudy thought his wife was coming out to L.A., the rest of us are leaving on Saturday. Rudy had changed his flight to go home on Sunday, Sunday because he wanted to fly home when, when his wife was there. Right. Well, all all of us, uh, and we're all married, Ryan Eagle, me, Rob Jimenez, all of us told Rudy, might as well stay until Sunday, man. You're already in the doghouse. Well, because I changed my flight to Friday. After that happened, yeah. I was like, I'm going home, man. I'm going home Friday. So, I changed my so, Immediately like, changed my flight. to. I, it like, went from Sunday to Friday. I was like, as soon as we get off air, I'm getting on the plane. Yeah, I'm so, out of so here. So now all of a sudden, like, he's got a flight for Friday afternoon. I'm like, dude, you're nuts. I mean, why, why rush home to be in trouble? You're right. already in trouble. She's yeah. going to be just as mad on Friday night as she is on Sunday night. Right. Or, or change a flight and fly right. back with us. Right, but he he was ready to. Nope, I gotta get, I gotta home. get home. I gotta get home. I didn't want to keep uh, having fun while she was supposed to be there, uh, which you is admirable, but dumb. Uh, but then, <laughs> then, then, we do this interview with Emmett Smith, and Emmett's like, "Why don't you come to our party?" So now Rudy's got a dilemma. Dude, we get to go to Emmett's party. We had tickets to another party and another party that we never even made. Um, oh yeah. But but so Boys, was, so then. He has to call his wife and ask, beg, plea, uh, grovel, whatever, to now stay and come back on Saturday so Whoa. you can go to the Emmett party. Right. Well, this happened Thursday. So by Friday, late Friday afternoon, when I was because I was going to catch a flight Friday at like 5.30, she had calmed down and she was like, hey, you're at work. That's a big deal for you. I'm happy for you. Work, 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 work. Stay till Saturday. So now I changed my flight again. Uh-huh. 
to go home Saturday. So it sounds like you outkicked your coverage. My I did. Friend. Yeah, I did. I got you delayed. Did. You did. I did, bro. Yeah. You did. Good for you. We all did. But yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, I, I've never seen a man. Sweat. I was in a panic. <laughs> you talking about panic? And again, Rob made Rob Rob prep that show by himself because she's calling me. This is like five thirty because her flight was at seven, so she got to the airport at five. This oh, is Central Time, man. so here was. I was like, Rob, you got. I, I'm, yeah, I'm walking all around in the morning, and you know I'm walking all around Radio Row on my phone with my wife. Well, what can part, we do? The, the fun part is after we got the Emmett Party invite, Rudy playing mental tug of war on whether he should call his wife so he can go to the Emmett Party. And and just like to call her yet? No, not yet. To call her yet? No, not yet. To call her yet? No, not yet. Because I plan on no, still going call, home. Did to call her yet? No, not yet. And then you see Rudy sitting at a table far away, found an empty table, and you could just see him talking and and pacing and yeah. up and down and and just just all of well, it. Well, she didn't know that I changed my flight to Friday, so when I told her, she's like, "Why'd you do that?" <laughs> she was like, "Just stay. I'm fine. Like it's cool. Like it wasn't meant to be." Uh huh. So. It was cool. It worked out. It, That's it worked awesome, out. Dude. It was worked out. Yeah. Story time with Rudy J. Yes. You didn't have to do that, man. It's all good. It wasn't. A, it's you not feel better now, there. right? Yeah. You yeah. got it off your therapy. chest. Therapy. Yeah. Is it therapy? It's therapy. It's therapy. <laughs> it, 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 it's one of those things. I mean, it, it is. The uh, things you learn on the Blitz. You, you know, know? I think I think you should uh, go get another free sample there at Nut Creek. Oh, uh, <laughs> since it's your, not. You, you might you might need it now. Hey guys, it's Rudy J. Your home for sports talk is right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Nice to hear Rudy J. in my ears and look at him and see him. Yeah, that happens yeah. a lot of times at 7 o'clock. Rudy J. from R&R in the morning. Tomorrow morning at 7. He's out here with us at Texas Cheer Liquor number 3. If you didn't make it by, you still got time to get a... Get over here to take care of what you need for the weekend, whether it's number three, number one, number two, or number four. And coming soon, number five. They just signed the paperwork today on a lease for number five. So Texas Cheer Liquor number five in probably about three months it'll be open. Uh, it's my Friday. Wake up with Rob and Rudy and uh, I believe Brian Eagle and Jimenez tomorrow at four. That's what I hear, yeah. So I'm going to teach that young man a lesson or two. You're going to slap him around? Absolutely. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Two.